welcome to Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Minds podcast. There will be spoilers and swearing. Hey everybody, welcome to the Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Minds podcast with me, your host, Matt, and my co-host, Kate. How are hey, you doing, Kate? I'm, I'm alright. Um, I've been a little bit ill this week. But yeah, you have, <clears throat> bless you. I, uh, I think I'm hopefully on the way out of it. I've got a busy day tomorrow, so I better be. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, what, are you, what are you doing tomorrow? Well, I have Ava's second settling in session for her nursery. Ah. Uh, well, her preschool, because she's getting big now. Um, and then I'm meeting up with a friend, actually, who lives in the area, who I've not seen. We were talking earlier, and I, we've not, we used to be best friends at primary school, and, and that friendship lasted well into secondary school. But we then kind of just lost touch, and we haven't seen each other since we were about 16. Okay. Um, so that's like 17 years. Um, wow! But Gosh. thanks to Facebook, we've had that kind of like odd, like connection again. Connection, yeah. So like we've been in each other's Facebook friends for about like I don't know, ten, twelve years or something. Um, and there have been odd times where we've like, oh, we should meet up, and then just it never happens. And then because I'm moving to her area, like where she lives, um, she well her and i have been sort of a little bit more in touch and um yeah so we're meeting up tomorrow and uh we're gonna go for some lunch and she's got her girl and i'm gonna have ava so that'll be really nice her girl's a bit older she's like eight or something so um but that's still be really nice and then i'm i've got um a few bits going on in the evening like watch parties and stuff but yeah so be really good to not have a stomach bug that is not a good idea. Yeah. It would be great if I could just keep that under wraps. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were supposed to record a couple of couple of days ago, but we've just moved it to today just to ensure that you're all all right. You're still not 100%, but you're uh, you're getting there. Yeah. If anyone hears any odd edits, like it's been spliced together badly, it's because I've just had to dash and I've done my best with it. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, nah, no. Nah. We're good. We're good. We're good. It'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, how you been? uh yeah all right really uh, me. <laughs> yeah i don't know really it's, i haven't really got much much going on of late um oh god I, i'm not going to talk about fishing but i did go fishing last weekend um that's all right it's what you love i know but i just I, I do love it it's it's very chilled but no i don't want to talk about that because people get bored of it um what else we've we been doing uh nothing um I, I was supposed to have MatFest. MatFest didn't happen. Uh, oh, yeah. But but I had half a MatFest. Oh, you did? The, on the Sunday, yes. What did you just, what, what did you what did you do? Obviously, watch movies we, and stuff. Well, I just got, yeah, got, came back from the fishing. Uh, my wife and daughter had gone to see her, her parents, so I had the house myself. So I watched four different films. Okay. Uh, one of those being Clockwork, Clockwork Orange, which, which obviously went on for quite a long time. Um, so that's a, great, a chunk of the day. I also watched uh, uh, Torture Chambers of Doctor Sadism. Brilliant. <laughs> Are we going to hear about these in our in our next segment? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right. Um, what other things? Um, take Take Shelter was another one I watched. Um, uh, do you know that one? 
take shelter. I yeah. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that rang a bell. Two thousand eleven. That was mm -hmm. one of the um, summer series films. Yeah. I, w I won't be talking about that one. Um, and oh god, something else. Um, oh, an unquiet grave. I have heard of that. I think. Which I shall be talking about. You shall be talking about. Okay. I shall. Okay. Um, other than that, literally nothing to report. Oh. Um, car. Oh, car business is still ongoing. Oh, so whatever, whatever you, whatever you do, do not, do not, everybody use Cinch if you're based in the UK. <laughs> they're fucking, fucking useless. <laughs> but, Noted. Um, we're still driving around in a um, Hyundai Tucson, which is quite nice. It's a bit anyway. snazzy. Like I love that with the, you get like a little rental car, and it's always so much better than whatever car you're getting fixed. And you just sort of <laughs> go around like going like, "Oh yeah, this is my car. This is what I ride." Like you know, like, I'm like, I can afford this off my non-salary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Look at me. Um, yeah, I, I I quite like that. Um, and then you it just go back fun. to your shit pit, and it's just like, ah. Well, hopefully the uh, Kia should be quite nice when we get it. But we'll oh, okay. We'll I've never see. driven a Kia. Hmm. No, I don't think I have either. <sighs> so what you what are you drinking? What am I drinking? Well, it, I am. It, I am. Oh, sorry. So I was about to say, if you are drinking, I am drinking. Real, but you are. I feel like last like like last time. Um, I feel like a drink is needed, and so I'm risking my dodge stomach. So um, those bad edits may be at the latter half of the episode um, when it kicks in um but yeah so i am back on the roku gin nice that's basically, the japanese number yeah basically i've not left the house for three days um okay. and this is what we had in the cupboard but it is jolly nice um and sorry i thought i put this one silent and it's buzzed anyway so let me just turn my phone off properly because you know i'm oh so popular and it'll just be going on well obviously all night obviously long. um so uh yeah anyway roku gin so i'm not going to read blurbs because we've read the blurbs previously and um if you don't know it then you need to go back and listen to our episodes and you, i won't tell you which one because a i don't know and b it means you'll have to go through them all and listen to them all <laughs> episode um, three or four is my guess yeah sure well you have to listen to them all anyway so i'm gonna do my because i've got my little can of fever tree my little oh, face. lovely so I'm here we go thing. here we go hey. oh always a bit sexy i don't mean to turn our listeners on with that but <laughs> you know put put your hands <laughs> unzipping everyone's unzipping everyone's un <laughs> I'm going to have everyone's ASMR of everyone's pants unzipping to the sound yeah. of my can cracking open. Let's, let's make that a thing. <laughs> well, let's not. Um, what, what, are you, what are you drinking, Matt? Uh, I'm drinking red wine. Oh, my God. Look at you, fucking classy act. Yeah, I, I do like a bit of red occasionally. Obviously, I don't tend to drink it too much in the summer, but it's feeling slightly autumnal of late. It, I'm is. Beginning to... it is. I'm very excited. It's beginning to creep in. So, what the hell am I drinking? Um, oh it's called Baracas 10. Okay. Galadora Reserva. Uh, where the hell is that from? It is from Lisboa. Lisboa? Mm-hmm. Where's that? Lisboa. Uh, must be... Portugal. Yes, Portugal. Lisbon. Oh, Portuguese wine. Okay. What is yeah, the, what is the it says... Place? 
Uh, Dear Angels. Oh, this is obviously from... Oh, Christ, what's that wine club? Oh, I don't know. Oh, anyway, they call, it, they call all their members angels. Oh, do they? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. I'm not an angel. I'm a Satan. I'm Satan's child. So, born of the devil. Dear demon, dear demon. In 2011, our journey began after I was discovered by your tasty archangels, and since then I have never looked back. Now I am honoured to share with you my most exciting and carefully crafted wine so far. A wine from my ten best barakes. 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 Don't know. Don't know wine vineyard I guess um, using only the very best grapes aged in French and American oak it will fill your palate with rich spices rich ripe berries and a burst of violets I love to enjoy this wine with our traditional family hearty meat stew Thank lovely you for your I am, I, I'm intrigued by the beginning bit can you read that whole angel falling from heaven whatever it is archangel stuff again in two oh dear dear demon <laughs> <laughs> in 2011 our journey began after i was discovered by your trusty archangels and since then i have never looked back oh right putting herself a bit on a ped pedestal then i guess it is just like Bar yeah been discovered by archangels so that's like michael that's oh, do you know lucifer's the arch an archangel and um yeah and you've got hang on trying to tap into my supernatural knowledge here this is literally how i know anything about any sort of hierarchy within the kingdom of heaven okay. um wait gabrielle he's an archangel oh, yeah. yeah yeah gabrielle no that's the singer gabriel <laughs> <laughs> gabrielle with a one-eyed demon she's not a demon she's 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 got an angelic voice for days she's got you. a very very she's good a, singer yeah though. um anyway yeah gabriel michael that's some others in there. I need to go back and rewatch all of them, to be honest. Uh -oh. um, yeah, I'll see you guys in about five years. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, so being sort of chosen by all of that lot because of your wine, I feel like, mm. is, is it good? Does it deserve this high praise? I, it does, actually. It's a 2018. It's about 14%. So I, I like my heavy reds. Mm. Heavy, heavy reds. Heavy. Almost black. Black purpley black and color. Oh, like a yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying Deep. this. I don't like red wine, but don't you? <laughs> well, like I've tried. Like I've tried really hard. Like I went. So my parents, for those who don't know, live in Crete, and there is a um, local Italian restaurant down the road, um, run by this guy, who is the most darling man you'll ever meet. He's so lovely. And he's Italian and he is a proper wine connoisseur. Like he goes and he like judges them at festivals and whatnot and travels all around the world. Oh, wow. The best wine. Like he is a real like Schwing connoisseur and all. Anyway, so I told him I didn't like red wine and the guy almost looked like he was about to pass out. And, um, and then he was like, no, you just haven't found the red wine for you. And there is a red wine that only I like he has and I'll drink there. But I can't find it anywhere else. I can't find anything else that's like, when I try, I'll like, and I can't even remember what it is now because I just go, you know what I want kind of thing. I don't even have to say it anymore. So I yeah. can't remember what it's called. But I remember trying to find it at like supermarkets and like buying the odd bottle and it just tasted like absolute shite by comparison. Um, so yeah. Is, is, it, is it, what, is it, a, a, sorry, is it, wasn't it an, an Italian wine or a Cretan wine? No, it's Italian. 
Like oh, it is Italian. Cruising okay. wine, Jesus. Like, even their white wines taste like red wine in terms of how, like, full-on they are. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's an Italian It's an Italian wine. I'm pretty sure it's, like, a Pinot Rouge or something. Um, but any time I've tried a Pinot Rouge over here, it's just always just... I really mm. want to like red wine because it's so sophisticated and classy. And I know I'm never any going to be any of those things, but I'd like to pretend... But unfortunately, I don't like red wine. There are, well, yeah, there's loads of different types, though. There might be a sort that you like. Yeah, maybe we can find one this weekend. Maybe we can. Because guess what, guys? It's Fright Fest time. Yeah. What, what? Yeehaw. What, what? <laughs> Very excited. Um, I know. It's, it's going to be so much fun. You're a Fright Fest virgin, aren't you? I am. You're going to pop my Fright Fest cherry. <laughs> Yeah, me, me and Rob. Oh, let's not. Let's not talk about gang rape. Not with this episode. Wait, no, shit. That went, that escalated. I didn't mean that. <laughs> we're supposed to be going to the cinema. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that escalated so fast, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I just, I was thinking about the films and the words just tumbled out and I didn't... <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> Luckily, Rob won't have heard this oh, by the time he, I meet him. We will, t- we will tell him and he'll find it hilarious. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Oh, sorry, Rob. I'm not uh, apologising to you. You deserve it. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's a horrible thing to say about someone. Um, but anyways, yeah, so Fight Fest is going to be so much fun. And <laughs> for everyone involved... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the other Fright Festers will think of it, but... Uh... <laughs> I mean, they wanted horror, right? <laughs> we need to get off They've this. got this it. This is horrible, this is horrible. Okay, and right. Well, anyway, that's... Fright Fest is going to be fun for all of the right reasons, none of the wrong reasons. There's going to be <laughs> lots of drinking. Oh, and we're also, as well... Gonna go live. Gonna go, we've been drinking all day. We've not even been drinking and we're coming up with this box. Oh, um, so yeah, so that's gonna be fun. So I'm gonna put something up on the group, or Matt, you can put something up on the group in advance to give people kind of a, an idea. A heads up at what um, sort of time. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And then um, it won't matter because this is coming out after the event, so no whole conversation's exactly. fucking pointless. Um, but anyways, yeah, so hopefully you guys all enjoyed that. Hopefully we were coherent and hopefully we didn't offend anybody horribly to the point where they'll never listen again. Um, I feel like we've probably already crossed that bridge, though, if, if anyone's been us. Long, long time ago. Long time. First episode, day one, 50% of our audience just, pff, bye. <laughs> Alright, well, cool. Uh, I mean, I haven't really been up to much. I've just been um, a bit ill and um, been doing a lot of life stuff with like the house and things and Ava's nursery and stuff like that. So yeah, like not really like anything too exciting to report really. So should we get on with Buy It, Rent It, Let's get on with it. Let's do it. Let's do do it. it. I have three this time. Woohoo, you can start then. Ah, cool, cool. So... This was on a Teapot's Cats party from last Thursday, and this was um, a film called Cheap Thrills from 2013, I think. Okay. Um, and it's it's kind of come out in there was like the surge of movies, which was it was just like after the recession and things where um, 
there was a lot of kind of social commentary about like the rich divide and the poor divide kind of thing. So, excuse me, sorry. Yeah. So you had like movies like Would You Rather? Um, yeah. Where, like you have like rich people basically manipulating and using poor people as their like playthings and like offering them money and stuff to do more outlandish things. And this is very much in the same sort of boat, um, except it's not like, it's not like a stylized, it's not as like, it's, there's not that air of kind of like class to it. This is much more gritty. Um, okay. It's also British, I think. Oh my God, I've just had a complete blank on that. Is it British? Have I made that up? <laughs> uh, let me have a look. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it isn't. Maybe I've just mm. made that up completely. Let me have a look. Come on, load, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, I've made it up completely. It is absolutely oh. not. Um, but guess what this is based on? Um, it's based on a short story. Guess who wrote the short story? The most unlikely person. At least to uh, me. For what they're mainly associated with. Um, David Walliams. No, I can imagine him coming out with a story like this. No, Roald Dahl. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically it's this is this pair of friends and they go on this night out and one of them's about to be evicted and he's fucking broke and the other one's um, like just his mate and whatever. And they end up meeting up with this couple um, and they're out celebrating the girl's birthday and these guys are like minted, like minted and essentially it's kind of like you know dares you like if you do this then i'll pay you this. oh okay yeah 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 and as you can imagine things get escalated and escalate higher and higher and higher so i won't say anything more than that it's a really good one you can rent it on prime for three pound 49 um it's worth it definitely worth it and um in fact i'll go beyond that and i'll say it's a buy it not just a rent it um it's oh, really it's okay. really well acted it's got a real kind of dark sense of humor to it too um it's very uncomfortable viewing at times it's not like really downright horrific but it's just very just mm, like very uncomfortable is the okay best way. um but it's done really well and it's got a great cast it's got david um kutchner in it okay yeah who, yeah if you if no one knows who that is just look him up on facebook uh, not facebook on IMDb. he was he, he was the dude like, in um in uh as uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was in that. Um, yeah, he played the uh, Scout leader. Um, and he's been in a bunch. Like, he's one of those faces where he just pops up everywhere. Even if you can't remember his name, you know his face. Um, so he's in it. It's got Ethan Embry in it. It's got Sarah Patton. It's got Pat Healy in it. It's got a bunch of people in it. Um, and yeah, it's a really well-made film. So I, yeah, buy it from me on that one. Cheap Thrills. So buy it. It's called Cheap Thrills from 2013, did you say? Yeah. Cool. Look out for that one. Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard of that, so yeah. Yeah, it was um, it was just missed out on the twelfth for that year on the Teapot Summer series, and uh, Duncan was saying how he thinks it's a bit of a, it was a bit of a, a mistake it not being at least considered in the top twelve. Um, and I can see why. Like I can, I can't remember what else is on that list, but I would definitely have been cool with it being on that list. Yeah. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> cool. What's yours? Uh, uh, number one, I'm going to go for the torture chamber of Dr. Sadism. <laughs> Pray tell, now, what is this about? Well, um, 
I watched this last Sunday. I'd watched things like Clockwork Orange and then Quiet Grave and a few other films, and I needed something a bit more. Um, how, how can we put it? I quite fancy some a, a bit more of an easy watch. He says. I was going to say, uh, what did you think? What did you expect from that title? That's well, me, is it like a kind of like a satire? Well, thing? here's well here's the thing. Okay. It's it's from 1967. Oh right, so you were sort of thinking Hammer Horror styley. Exactly. Right. It's got it's got Christopher Lee in it. Oh okay, cool, cool. I'm with you. All right. So and I thought, you know what, I could do something like that. Bit to of watch. a comfort food film. Yeah. Mm. So basically, um, I think this was um, like a German-made film. Oh really? Oh okay. Um, in fact, yes, I can tell you it is it, <laughs> what originally was called Die Schlagengruben Die und das, uh, das Pendel whatever that means I don't know I don't know um, yeah I'm basically, sure basically pronounced it just right though <laughs> oh, well <laughs> clearly my my German's awesome and me too. sorry same same sorry, sorry German listeners yeah um, yeah basically it's, it's about a, a dude who gets hung drawn and quartered for being a bad man in, in a town. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he comes back 30 years later to um, seek revenge. Uh, on, and the revenge is on the, uh, the the daughter who dobbed him in and the son of, son of the man who sentenced him to death. Okay. So... So basically, there's like. I feel like that's like a bit mean, though, because he didn't do it. Well, it, it, it's very mean. It's is very it very mean spirited film? Yeah, well, it kind of is. I mean, it's it's in it's a really visually quite an amazing film for the sixties. It's very bright and vibrant for a um, Hammer horror esque type film. Right. You know, you know those horror films, the Hammer Horror. They always got this kind of dark, Greeniness. gray. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This this one still has that, but it's it's also kind of bright, and the the use of colors is quite amazing. Well, they, I mean, that, you know, that was around sort of, you know, the birth of Jello and stuff around that. Yeah, time, yeah, exactly. It's, it's Italian horror, like it, obviously it's a German, but you know, still European horror and stuff. I feel like that was very much their sort of thing back in the day, and like. You know the grain is the element of greenness. That's probably just because of the camera quality, honestly. Yeah. Um, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Can't yeah, really yeah. help that unless it's getting like a you know a refresher from you know a, a modern day distributor. But like, I, yeah, I think like that's probably around like you know makes sense for around the time that it was around that time. Thing. Yeah. 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 yeah cool. Exactly. Was it good? It's, though? It's, yeah, no, it, it really caught me off guard. I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I find with Hammer Horror films, they always kind of got that same sort of feel to it. Mm. And they're, they're not samey-samey, because they're not. But this one really caught me off guard. There was, like, loads of different traps and little, like, you know, pendulums and really kind of, like, extreme stuff for that for that, that, for that era. Yeah. Um, even though it wasn't particularly gruesome or anything, it was just... It appealed to me. Um, so, yeah. And that's on Shudder. UK Shudder at the moment. Actually, it would probably be Shudder worldwide. But, um, yeah. That's a buy it from me. Nice. What was that again? What was it called? Uh, Torture Chamber of Dr. Sadism. 
Cool. That's what it says in the tin. Nice. The, the torture chamber of Dr. Satan. The torture chamber. Cool. All right. Nice. And that's a buy it. Lovely. I will I will try to check that out because uh, that sounds like it might be quite fun. But yeah, so you're saying about Hamahara, it's like they're not that they're samey, but it is like what I was saying, like they're kind of comfort food. Like you go and you know what you're getting with them or the rest of it. So exactly. obviously this isn't a hammer horror, but like it's obviously of that era and it's like got Christopher Lee, as you say, in it and stuff. So you kind of expect something of that like ilk, for lack of a better term, going in. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that that, that flipped your expectations. I quite, I quite like that. Yeah, no, it's good. Nice. All right. Well, my second one is, uh, is a film that I watched with our good friend and listener, Sabrina Vorman. Oh, yeah. Hello, um, Sabrina. Hello, Sabrina. Um, she'll probably be squeaking at her mention. <laughs> she yeah. she generally does. Makes her inhumane noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so me and her have got a bunch of movies that, like, we've got this, like, list of films that we're, that we're wanting to watch together, either because we've not seen it or because like one of us recommends it or it's just a film that we both love anyway so i had mentioned that last year i'd watched jennifer's body and while i liked it i wasn't like totally blown away by it and i wasn't really like there was just like a few things about it that kind of irked me and so she was just like well you're wrong kate so we need to re-watch this because you're going to see how awesome it is uh so last saturday we had a little watch party and we watched jennifer's body from 2009 mm-hmm. now i generally feel like this does go either way with people people either generally very much latch onto this or they just don't like it at all um and i have to say this time around i massively bought into it actually like i uh, i mean <laughs> me, me and sabrina were talking a lot in it as well um okay because me and her can't shut up whenever we get together <laughs> um but um but yeah, like it, there was a lot, I, I got a lot more of the humor. Um, and I, because I'd seen it before, like it was one of those things where actually I could just sort of sit back a little bit and just, you know, like just, ex- just enjoy the experience of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like, I feel like it's a really good cast. I really like Megan Fox. I know a lot of people don't, but I think genuinely like she's a great actor and I think that she's been screwed over by Michael Bay um, and a lot of media rubbish. Um, but I think, there's never really been anything that I've seen her in where I've not enjoyed her performance. I just watched her lately until death. Um, and that was really cool. I, I enjoyed that a lot and I thought she was great in it. Yeah. And I just, th- I think she's great. So, um, and also as well, hot, um, I think the soundtrack's really cool. I think the effects are really good. There's a little bit of dodge sort of CGI vomit at times, but like, you know, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, and also as well, female director. So props to that as always. Karen um, K- Kushma, Kushma. Yeah, yeah. So she did the invitation. Oh yes, she did. She's the person who did the invitation. Very different film. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Very yeah. different film. Um, but yeah, so this has kind of gone from a rent it and it's it's upgraded to a buy it for me because I just I had a really good time with this and this is something actually I feel like is a film that I could go and also as well this is a film that I could probably crack on for most of my mates and just have a real good time with it. This is like sort of slumber party horror, you know. Yeah. Playing, like have your girls over crack <clears throat> open a bottle get some pizza in just have fun with it and like a film like that i'm always here for so yeah that's that's kind of upgraded to a buy it from me well that's good i i see i would have had it down as a rent it yeah, it th- was I think when i first saw it yeah it was a strong rent it i i think i gave it six out of ten i think yeah so i I would have probably, like, I didn't, I think I probably gave it about a three out of five because I was doing letterbox system. Three out of five. 
last year um maybe a 3.5 but now it's gone up to a real solid like four maybe 4.5 out of five like it's not like top tier but i think yeah. what it does it does really well there it are some well. moments in the in the script that are still make me cringe a little bit um but but generally speaking i just think it very much knows what it is i think there's a lot in there to kind of unpack when it comes to you know female representation female roles in society all of that kind of stuff and i'm not going to do that don't worry but like there's it, it ticks a lot of cape boxes should we say plus yeah. you know megan yeah. fox and amanda seafried making out oh not gonna lie that is yeah. hot indeed it is indeed <laughs> just it to is. completely undermine that whole feminist angle that i was going for then <laughs> two fit verse making out ah oh, yes please. you know <laughs> yeah no, um, but anyways beyond that it was yeah it it it, it does a lot so anyway What's your next one? My next one is 2011's Your Next. Ooh! Now, I had seen this before, um, probably about three years ago. Um, but obviously it came up again on the summer series. Yes, it did. Um, and I thought I'd better watch it again because it, I couldn't really remember much about it. Mm. Um, and I'm glad I did because uh, I really enjoyed the uh, rewatch of this one. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good cast, um, really, f really fun film, um, and quite brutal in parts. Mm, yeah, uh, which is good. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's I, I really enjoyed it. It basically, yeah, for those who don't know, it's basically. Uh, a couple go to a, a house, um, pa parents, his parents' house, for a family get together, and all his brothers and, and wives, etc., turn up for this uh, meet up. And um, anyways, um, it all starts to go a bit wrong. Bit Pete Tong. It all goes a bit Pete Tong as various different um, uh, people turn up uh, and start attacking them, and they're all wearing. Um, Face masks, yeah, like uh, the animal ones. Animal masks, yeah, uh, just a bit very similar to um, like the masks worn in uh, bloody hell, what's it called? Uh, uh, they, they've worn in a lot of things, to be honest. I've seen those masks kind of pop up. Yeah, they, they, they were like, like the ones in Pet Cemetery, but that wasn't what I was thinking. I was thinking Wicker Man. But anyway, uh, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's it's really good. It's basically yeah, one of the sisters basically fights back and how she. Um, yeah, basically sets up traps and turns into a real badass. Yeah, it's, uh, like, ho it's like Home Alone, but for grown-ups. It is. Well said. That's exactly what it is. Um, so yeah, this is Adam Wingard's uh, 2011's You're Next, and it's a buy it from me. Nice. I'm not going to say too much about it because it is summer series, and I don't want to say too much either way. I don't want to, like, hint at anything. So, but... I can agree that it is like a, a home alone for grown-ups and it has got some good brutal gore in it. has indeed, yeah. But that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Can't say any more. Can't say any more. Top secret. <laughs> it's not really. Like, so many other people talk about, like, what they think of other films, but I'm just like, I'm trying to keep it, trying to keep it as much as I can under wraps so that people listen to the round tables. <laughs> yeah, that's um, cool. Cool. So my last one is a film from 2017. It's just landed on UK Netflix. Not sure about anywhere else. Uh, it's called Good Time. Good Time. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is a 
little kind of indie movie starring uh, some very famous people. Um, Robert Pattinson stars um, and Jennifer Jason Lee's in it. All right, everyone else is pretty much unknown. But, um, but the, everyone in it is actually really good. And it's this kind of um, like fast-paced, high-octane energy kind of action thriller, gritty crime thing. Right, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll read out the summary. So basically, after a botched bank robbery lands his younger brother in prison, Connie Meekers, <coughs> his uh, person, embarks on a twisted odyssey through New York City's underworld to get his brother Nick out of jail. So it's, yeah, it's basically um, Robert Pattinson being this really horrible, gritty criminal and doing a fucking bang-up job of it. Um, okay. Yeah, like Robert Pattinson, if people are kind of like still on the fence about him, just honestly, just go watch him in The Lighthouse, go watch him in this, go watch him pretty much anything he's done over the last few years, anything, he loves an indie film, he's really like getting involved. In fact, with this film, I was looking up trivia, because obviously, um, and he saw a poster of a previous film that had been done by the the directors um, Benny and Josh Safdie who were um, brothers and actually uh, Benny Safdie I think is it Benny or is it Josh one of them yeah Benny Safdie stars in it as well as Robert Pattinson's brother um, and anyway so he saw this poster and it was just this like neon kind of like very stylized thing and based off that he reached out to them personally and said don't care what you got going on I want to be involved Wow. Okay. Um, and they all thought it was kind of like, yeah, okay. Joke. Bit of a, <laughs> right, bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then they kind of got together and, and they made this film. And it's, um, it's as I say, yeah, it's just really fast paced. It's very kind of suspenseful, very tense. It deals with a lot of like the criminal kind of underworld, deals with the prison system. It deals with mental health. It deals with like family and codependency and all of this kind of stuff. And it's, um, it's a really ace film and it is a buy it from me for sure um, I can't think really of a thing that I don't like about this film it's, it's, it's a really excellent indie film and um, yeah as I say it's on Netflix so if anyone wants to check it out like it's there um, I probably it's probably on other places you can rent it off Prime for £2.49 um, so yeah like it's, it's out there check it out nice one nice yeah. one what's your last one um <clears throat> I've <laughs> well I basically uh, after the um, uh, Cockroach Orange being on for two and a half hours, I thought, crap, crap, I need something a bit short to fit these films in. So I, I went for uh, An Unquiet Grave, uh, which was made in 2020 by Terence Cray. Uh, but it's only been released uh, in the last month, I believe. Oh, right. Have you, have you heard about this at all? I think I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. But the name rings a bell. Okay, it's basic. Basically, uh, obviously it's a new film, so I don't want to say too much. But basically, the guy, it's basically a guy and this girl. That's that's basically it in in, in the whole film. Basically, he's lost his wife uh, in a car accident. The other woman is his uh, wife's sister, but it's her twin sister. 
Um, and basically, somehow, he's managed to find a... Um, how should we say? A spell or something that's able to bring his sister back. Or does he? Ooh, intrigue, intrigue. Um, <laughs> so it's basically about, about these two and, and, and what what occurs and, and how it's all played out. Um, I really enjoyed it. it. It's very short at 72 minutes, which is a massive tick for me these days. Sure. Anything... Anything shorter the better, yeah. uh, apart apart from Splatter, which I watched last time, which is actually shite. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's only 72 minutes long. Yeah, this is a buy-it from me. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the character interactions. I liked the story. I liked the way it went. Um, it was well done, really. Is this, um, a, is this a buy it across the board? Uh, is it a buy it across the board? All mine are buy it, so all yours buy it? Yeah. Wow. Is that our first one that's all across the board by it? It is. Wow. Wow. That's that's cool. All right. Nice. That's cool. Well, well, do you know anywhere that we can pick up on Quiet Grave? Uh, very good question. I think uh, where to watch it. Now, I uh, I think I watched it. I watched it for free, so it must have been on Prime, I think, or Shudder. Let's have a look. An unqu- un- un- unqu- oh yeah, it's on Shudder. An Unquiet Grave. Sh- so yeah. yeah, at least in the UK. Like I'm not. Let me see. Let me see about US. Why not? Let, why not? Eh. Let's be helpful. Yeah, I've got the app up. So fuck it. Uh, so on. Um, oh yeah, no, it's on Shudder in the US too. Um, AMC Prime Video. Oh, I don't know what, that is. Um, what about? Let's have a look for Canada as well, because fuck it, Sabrina and Heather as well. Let's sort those ladies out. Right. Oh, and in. Canada too. Although I think Canada is American. Shudder. Anyway. But basically right. it seems like if you have a Shudder account you can check out this film. I really like the artwork. It's Yes. Nice. So will our hearts decay. Mm. Oh. So will nice. our... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's nice and poetic. Oh, fantasy mm. horror. I'm, I'm getting on this shit. Both shows. Both shows. Yeah, I think I think you like this. I think yeah, I think you like this. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna check it out. You know, once the summer series is over, <laughs> I can actually <laughs> watch things. Yeah, that... Have a have a life. Yeah. yeah, well, it's not the thing is, it's not even that. It's the fact that I'm doing the summer series on top of being a full time mum, on top of like trying to sell the house, on top of trying to plan a wedding, on top of trying. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all of those things all like jumbled up. So it's not really the summer series fault. It's just my lack of time all right. generally in organization all right. we've all we're all there we're all there <laughs> with you um but yeah uh cool so that's buy it rent it bin it oh something that i just wanted to mention real quick just because uh-huh. i meant to mention it in the intro and i forgot um we introduced a new um theme tune in our last episode oh yes we did um did you hear it i, I did think, yeah like you heard, I mean, you heard the, the 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 music but you hadn't heard it sort of final like what did you think yeah, I thought it was good. I like yeah? it. Doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it sounded good. Sounded good. Is it better sound quality than the, the one we had before? No. <laughs> no? Brilliant. Oh, well, thanks. Great. Well, yeah, no, it was. I it thought was it was. So it was. Yeah, it is better. There's still that kind of weird, um, almost like it's playing in a cave kind of <laughs> echo well, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. What's don't worry, it? don't worry, don't Anyways, worry. Anyways, if anyone else particularly loved it or hated it, cause literally no one said anything. No, like none of my friends, no one who's listened has been like, "Oh, new theme tune." 
Uh, so I thought they might have done. So if anyone has any particularly strong feelings on it, probably not. But if you do, let us know. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm quite proud of it. I quite liked it. Yeah, anyway. I liked it too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so horror movie news. Horror movie news. Uh, yeah, we got a bit of news here. Uh, let's go. Um, the entire Jaws franchise is swimming back to Netflix in September. Is it? It is indeed. Is that just in America or is that here? Uh, I would um, uh, don't know because this is from Bloody Disgusting, which is American. Uh, it's probably American. Though. We always get shit and stuff like that. Well, however, um, I don't know if you'd noticed, but Deep Blue Sea is on Netflix. Uh, I haven't noticed. I have it on DVD, though. So Okay. And in this article, they're basically saying um, that as Deep Blue Sea is, is on, that they're going to pump out Jaws. So, yeah, oh, okay. Jaws. So maybe. Jaws, yeah, Jaws, Jaws 2, Jaws 3, Jaws of Revenge. Uh, oh, we'll, a bit of Michael Caine. We'll come back to Netflix on September the 16th. A bit of Michael Caine, who literally only did that film so he could get a holiday yeah. and pay for his extension. Was it a holiday or a swimming pool or something? No, yeah, it was because it was, it was he wanted a holiday. Oh, he yeah, was so like, oh, I'm going to get a holiday. But also he, was, he needed, I think it was money for go. an extension on his house. Uh, right. That's why he did that film. Oh. Carry oh. on. What happened then? He dropped out. Oh, we're just saying that, uh, like, yeah, that's why he, um, uh, that's why he did that film because he wanted an extension on his house. Got to love the honesty. <laughs> Fair play. It's gonna be done. It's gonna be done. Uh, right. Uh, where where are we? Doo, 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 doo. Um, Blumhouse promises sneak peeks and surprises for this October's virtual Blumfest celebration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I've heard a bit about this. Is there anything okay. else about? Yeah, uh, much like DC in their fandom event, Blumhouse launched their own Blumfest last October, packed with first-look previews of upcoming Blumhouse films, including Halloween Kills. This coming October, you'll be able to join Blumhouse for another celebration composed of virtual panels, sneak previews, updates, and news announcements from your favourite genre movies and TV shows, which will help get you through the scary days. The second annual Blumfest takes place on October the 1st, 2021, and the official logo has been revealed today. What does it look like? Uh, what is it? Oh, I like that. Okay, I what like does it, it look like? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> no, it, it's basically a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay, but so like, like, like halloween style Yeah, well, yeah, but it's done in um, uh, those kind of Mexican masks you know the oh right yeah the yeah that, that like kind the, of style i can't remember what the name the, the name of the style is fucking yeah the li- like the wrestling yeah yeah that kind of that like kind nacho libro with that's the one that's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. like probably the worst example but i get it completely that, but that's literally all that comes to mind because i know fuck yeah. all about it and it's got blumfest written in its mouth so yeah I like okay that. cool cool oh well, but after this episode drops maybe put up a little picture of it yeah okay. or you know people can just look it up themselves whatever you know <laughs> They're basically saying, yeah, there's a chance to win prizes and get tickets and autograph merch and all sorts of stuff. Oh, so kind of like your standard Sign. Saturday morning kids TV sort of yeah. shindig. <laughs> Sign t-shirts, yeah. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Uh, they're just, just basically saying Halloween Kills is arriving on October the 15th, but we already knew that. Yes, we did. Are you going to go see it? I will indeed. That's de- uh, definite. That's a yeah. definite yeah. the cinema to watch. I, I wanted. To, I didn't see the last one at the cinema. Um, I don't know why, honestly. I just didn't. 
Didn't um, you? Oh, yeah, I know why. I know, I know why. It's because I was in the midst of having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2018, I, I had a six-month-old at Halloween. <laughs> and I was on maternity <laughs> leave, and I had... I was, I was not leaving that house. You know, I had to basically, around that time, this... Oh, I remember. Oh, memories. I had to basically pick one movie that I was going to see at the cinema without her. Because we had... I think I've mentioned this. We have, like, baby screenings. So I could go see oh, baby right. screenings of stuff. And so I saw a fair amount of horror at the cinema thanks to that. Because, yeah, apparently, like, it doesn't, like, ratings don't matter when you're under one year old. <laughs> so I saw, like, shit like Mandy with Ava. I saw Us with Ava. I saw, yeah, fucking all sorts. Um, and actually, I did see this film that I'm about to mention with Ava as well. But I was also adamant I was going to see it like a grown-up in a real, like, with grown-up people without a kid. And that were and because I was only really allowed like I say allowed I was I was like if I can only do one this is what it's going to be and that was the Spirit 2018 and I saw it with Dan Bone of Podcast on Haunted Hill oh yes he did awesome yeah, and yeah. it was such a good night and then two days later I went and saw it at BB screening and I'm so glad that I saw it other like in the other way first yeah because yeah, yeah 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 the yeah, distractions yeah. and stuff just it would not have had that impact but instead. It was like, I've already seen this film once, two days ago, so it's very fresh in my head. And because baby screening, because they have the sound a bit quieter, so it's not completely traumatising for the kids, um, they have the subtitles on. So it meant that I got to watch it with subtitles, apart from the subtitles that are already in that film when they start speaking French and German and whatnot. Um, but it also meant that like I was able to kind of like pick up on things that had kind of gone by me on the first watch, because there's so much going on on that first watch you may not necessarily pick it up and then like on the second one I was like oh my gosh all of this and then I immediately text Dan and I was like here's all the stuff that we missed roller decks of like yeah 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 that's right <laughs> um, yeah so that was really cool but that's why I didn't see Halloween um bringing it back that's why I didn't see Halloween because I could really at that time I had to be very very selective about what I saw and there was no fucking way I wasn't watching Suspiria 2018 um starring my girl Dakota Johnson uh at the cinema so. No, that's fair enough. Be I, I would say it was a better choice, personally, as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I prefer the film... That, I mean, pff, obviously, anyone's heard me talk about Suspiria notes. It's, like, my favourite. But um, but also, generally, like, I think, like, Halloween was going to get numbers regardless. Suspiria is much more of a niche audience. So I think even if, like, I hadn't been as excited as I was, I still probably would have chosen Suspiria just to give it those numbers and Jesus didn't need it because that marketing and distribution was fucking terrible yeah but, you said um you have said but yes yeah, so i'm glad i was able to give the numbers for it but twice no less um but yeah very Fair excited point. about watching halloween ends at the cinema this time because i haven't seen any of them at the cinema before and i really feel like this is probably at least for 10 years when they redo it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> no exactly one of the final few chances this and the next one to go see them at the cinema yeah. There's, there's uh, uh, Candyman comes out this weekend, doesn't it? Is it this weekend? Mm, I think no. it comes out on the twenty on the, 20, on the tw Friday the twenty seventh. I think. Oh, that feels like it's been like we've been waiting for this for like mm. so long. Ages. It's, oh, it's been at least. It, I'm pretty sure it was like June last year when they were, it was supposed to come out. Yeah, I thought it was November this year. For some reason, I had it in my head it was November. And so. it, yeah, but I think it just got delayed and then delayed and then just put back, put back. And then oh, didn't it get COVID. brought forward again? Have I made that up? I thought like there was a bit of a. Oh, it's, uh, it's maybe. Not, well, that was maybe that was another film. I know there was a film that has been brought forward. 
And then brought back again. Oh, um, loads yeah. of films. That loads of films, of... all going on. Um, but, oh, that's exciting. Oh, I might see mm. if like, someone wants to go and watch that with me as well. Because my mate, who is often my little horror horror buddy, because Dan is normally my little horror cinema buddy, but he's just had twins. So we'll let him off. Cause that's not going to happen, is it? He's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, so my other little horror buddy, um, we've on about, we're on about going to see the new James Wan film, Malignant. Um, shout out to Kirsty, my mate Kirsty. Oh, um, hello Kirsty. Is that out now? No, no, September 10th. So we're going to see it on the following yeah, yeah. Wednesday because we could see it on September 10th, except I've got a wedding the next day and I could really do with a full night's sleep. <laughs> and James Wan at directing at the cinema, not going to lie, I'm probably going to shit some bricks and I probably won't get much sleep that night because... I don't want to think that I'm a pansy when it comes to horror films, but James Wan just has this like ability to scare the living daylights <laughs> out of me. Like Insidious, Conjuring, fucking all of that. Like, yeah, just, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. get out of my head. <laughs> and so, yeah, I want to look fresh going to this wedding and be able to last until, you know, because we're leaving the kid at home. Well, we're not gonna, no, no, we're not. Because she's on her own. That would mean she's on her own. We're not leaving her at home. We're no, you're not. Off, we're dropping off at her friends for the weekend. <laughs> um, but it means that we are not parents and Wee. we can drink and we can dance and Go have, have fun. fun and merriment. Um, and I would like to do that without, you know, having not slept the night before. So we're going to go the following Wednesday and it's going to be a good fun. So I might, I might see if she wants to go and see, I might see if she wants to go and see Candyman as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> anyway, what's next? Um, did you know that The Witches of Eastwick has been remade? I saw that. I think I only saw that like today or yesterday as well. Like that's oh, really recent news. Yeah. Yeah. That's just come out. Uh, yeah. What a do you day, feel about this? A day ago. Um, uh, well, it, it depends. See, I mean, I, I, really, I really like the original. I think it's really good fun. It's um, so much fun. We should do that at some point. So yeah, we fun. should, actually. Because, yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching that. And I'd like to watch it again. Mm. Um, the it, oh, I suppose it all depends on who's cast in I, it. I agree. I think that this film... I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't really feel the point of the remake because I feel like the original is just, is so good and it's so fun and so iconic. But you never know, it could be awesome, they could do something with it, but I really feel like the cast is going to be what makes or breaks this movie because I just feel like the original cast... It was, you know, like, it was so, I mean... Like the, Jack Nicholson, Cher. Perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like, Such I an just, e- eclectic group of different women in 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 the yeah. original yeah and you know like like jack nicholson is just like no one can touch him for just he has this quality that no one else has i don't think i think people can like like be almost there and maybe have like a jack nicholson quality about them but they they aren't jack yeah yeah, you know? I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. So I really feel like it hinders on who it is cast. So I'm gonna. I'm. I'm waiting mm. and seeing it. Yeah, yeah. I. I think that's a good chat. I think it's a good chat. Mm. S- but see, yeah. See what's what. But anyway, so that's. Uh, God, that's that actually was... all we know, isn't it? It's just that there's that's, a reboot being yeah. There's nothing else about it. Yeah. 
Uh, it's directed by... Hang on a minute. Uh, oh, directed uh, Nin Ninja Thyberg. Shut up, that's not their name. Ninja Thyberg. That's their name, Ninja Thyberg. That's amazing. <laughs> right, Ava, your name's getting changed down to Depot right now. Yeah. Ninja Thyberg, that's awesome. The Witches of Eastwick remake on the way from Warner Brothers and director Ninja Thyberg. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's awesome. So and there yes. we go. Um, yeah, finally, uh, and I think actually Duncan posted this on the podcast under the stairs but um seven seven films are bringing out a yeah ho yeah ho horror box yeah there's been a lot of chatter about this all right have you seen uh, the costs well and stuff yes i have <laughs> and i i looked into the costs just so that everybody else on 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 here would know yeah good so so basically this horror box set is got 20 films yeah. Uh, including long out of print Eyes of Fire. Ooh. Do you know what else is on there, by the way? Do you know what else is on there? I do. Do you want me to tell you what else is on there? Oh, yeah, because actually I don't know this, but also I was just, I was just being a little bit hee-hee because A Field of England's on there. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Apparently, oh, I heard. Oh, oh fuck off. Right, uh, here we it. go. Don't want it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can go. Wood. Okay, here we go. Uh, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched is on there. Eyes okay. of Eyes of Fire, Lepterica, Witch Hammer, Vi, Lake of the Dead, Okay, Tilbury, Okay, The Dreaming, Kadisha, Celia, Alison's Birthday, Will Sitzia. Which is Polish by looks of things. Yeah, I don't know that one. Loki's, a manuscript of Professor Wittenbach. Clear Cut, Il Demonio. Uh huh. Dark Waters, a field in England. <laughs> Anchorus, mm -hmm. Pender's Fen, Robin Redbreast, and that's it. Oh, yes, and, so, and it's uh, you imagine like all the special features and shit and booklets and yeah. Stuff. I, I mean, I think it's basically a collect collector's dream. Yeah. Ha however. Yeah, there is a big butt. There's a big. We butt. love a big butt. <laughs> I prefer a small butt, but. I like a big butt. Okay. Uh, so that's a lot. It, in this case, it is a big butt, and it is its price tag, which is a hundred and seventy dollars. Which works Which, out about 150 quid here. 123, actually. Oh, is it? Mm, the current exchange rate, because I put it through. Oh. However, if you want to have this in the UK... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you've also got to spend $100 shipping. No, right. So, this came up. Right. It's not... So, right. There's this whole thing, right, between the box set and then there's a bundle. Now, I'm not 100%. Maybe, Matt, you can tell me what the bundle is but the bundle is what's a hundred pounds um shipping except that the bundle isn't available in the uk it's only for american purchases so um and that i can't remember what the 
Well, I'll, well, the I'll, price I'll, is for that. It's still not cheap. Like, I will cheap. tell you. Oh, you've Pl- got it? Fabulous. Please, Please note, for international customers, the bundle contains multiple fragile and weighty items that would put the total weight over £5, which can only be shipped by Priority International. Yeah. This comes with a $100 price tag. Yeah, so you can't get that probably because of the content and it's fragile and all the rest of it. You can't ship that over to... And also as well, if it's got like a maximum of how much you can send or whatever, like um, that'll probably be why it can't come to the UK. So that's for American people only. Um, but yeah, it's like a lot of money. But then like I think it's still something like £20 shipping fees or whatever just for the box set. Yeah. Well, it's not cheap. Oh, 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 right. Oh, okay, hang on, hang on. The, okay, folk, the, the folk horror box set and bundle will be ineligible for free shipping. The box will have to be shipping costs of $15 for domestic customers and $30 for international customers. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So you can still get the bundle. Where have I read that? Because um, on our Instagram page, we follow Severin, and I'm pretty sure, I'm telling you this because I know you never go on there. It's only ever me. So <laughs> for all of our Instagram followers, of which we now have, like, a fair amount, like, thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, anything you see on there is always is generally me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was following them, and I was having a look, and I thought that you couldn't get... The bundle if you're in the UK. But you're saying that this this article you is can. you can, but you just have to pay additional. But I basically, I think it just comes with a Woodlands poster in the bundle. I no, think. fuck off, because the way that they're describing it, with like, it's, you know, fragile and weight of it and all the rest of it, that seems like it would be like mm, I don't stuff, know. like real stuff. No one's going to pay out a hundred fucking pounds. <laughs> Extra for, a, for extra for a fucking poster. poster. I mean, even if it is woodlands, because you know I love a woodland forest, I'm still not paying out a fucking hundred pounds on an already. Pay- I wouldn't even pay out a hundred pounds anyway, let alone when I'm paying out hundred and fucking twenty-three quid on a fucking box set as it is. Fold it up and put it in the fucking cover. Do you do you want this for Christmas? <laughs> you want to buy it for me? <laughs> no, not a hundred quid. <laughs> well, you gonna buy me something for Christmas? No, Matt. Why am I doing? You never know. Ah, do you know what Jamie did? Actually, Jamie McCauley bought a uh, bought me something for Christmas one year. I'm pretty sure. Oh, good luck. That's really bad that I don't remember. Oh dear, that's even worse. It was like a DVD or something. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like he got Thanks, me. Jamie. Thanks, oh, Jamie. Did he Bye. Give me a card? No, he sent me a card. No, he sent me a card. That was it. He sent me a, a Christmas card. Oh, good um, lad. Yeah, that was it. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I would have remembered if it was an actual gift, gift. But no, it was a card. That was really sweet. You've never sent me a fucking Christmas card. Whatever. <sighs> yep. <sighs> Just okay. saying. Just saying. Mind you, I've never sent you one either. So, but I don't think I even sent Jamie one. I think he just sent me one. Ah, uh, uh. oh, so obsessed with me. My God. Ah, well there we go. <laughs> I'm gonna get such abuse from him now. I've said that. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck off. Hate you. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, cool. So is that everything for for me? That's that's that? basically yeah. That's okay, movie cool. news. It was That's just random bits and bobs there. Nice. Well, I, I, you know, every now and then I'll kind of like swing by our usual pages and share some stuff that seems of interest. So yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. So you know, well keep, this is this is why you need to be on our Facebook page. Details of which are at the end of the episode, not to spoil it now. So you have to listen through, <coughs> see how we did that. Um, <coughs> <coughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, this is why you go on our Facebook page because you get interesting articles that you definitely could not just look up yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, need... we're all lazy. Yeah, you need me to do it every now and then when I can be asked. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and just get it in a wave <laughs> of just sharing articles because that's like, right, done, 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 done. That's me for another week. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Yeah, cool. All right then. So, Ooh, uh, oh, sale, sale, bin. sale bin, bargain bin. We haven't been here for a well, you know, two weeks. <laughs> Our <laughs> usual amount of time. What's uh, what's happening? Right, let's go to Germany. We missed out uh, our European friends last time, so we're going to go to Germany straight away. Oh, sure um, don't breathe. <gasps> Great film. Five euros forty-nine. That's really good. It is good price. That's good really price. good. Um, Deliver Us From Evil. Four euros, 79. Wow. Fair play. It's not bad. That isn't bad. That's like a ghosty kind of jump scary one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Flatliners. <laughs> the new but, one. And the old one. Oh, and the old one. Is it a box set? Or is it's that... a box set, yeah. Oh, Okay. Uh, both together for three euros ninety-nine. I just, I just love right because right. If say for example, right, you haven't seen these films, okay, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, cool, right, we'll get both of them on the box set for like real cheap, yeah. And then naturally, you would probably watch the first one first, and then not bother with the second one. Well, you would bother with the second one because you haven't seen it, but then you'd just be like, ah. Oh. Yeah, we, we should just watch the first one. Just just start with that one. Uh, but yeah, but we get you. <laughs> See, I haven't watched the second one yet, and I don't know if I'm ever going to It's on Netflix, it. if you're interested. It is oh, on Netflix. yes, please. I'm you know, next time you've got Matfest. Or watch it on Sunday when you're inevitably hungover after the weekend, like after our, our Fright Fest. Watch it on Sunday. Yeah, I could do. <laughs> <laughs> once, once more with feeling there, Matt. <laughs> or I could just lie in my bed, do my usual... Oh, please elaborate oh. on that because <laughs> it's going too far. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, you're not denying go. it though. Jesus, like drinking a cup of coffee and you know reading the Sunday papers. No, uh, not when I'm hungover. Uh, yeah, you need that. Right, let's go to Canada. 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 That's not, that's not a Canadian accent <laughs> at all. Sorry, guys. Uh, all. Not gonna lie, I think I might already be drunk. I feel I've like. I've gone sliding. through my drink and I have not eaten eaten all day so yeah yep. piss this is going to be a fun episode <laughs> god it's already sliding um okay possessor 14 Canadian dollars and 99 cents okay cool so that's alright that's alright that's Canada, all right. isn't it it's yeah. a great great film have you watched it yet no. Not gonna lie, totally did not hear what film you said. Oh, she's possessor. Possessor. Oh fuck, really? Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it yet. It's again, it's it. It was one of those ones where I'm like, I needed to get onto it, and then it's come on Shudder and stuff, and it's on Prime as well. I feel. Um, but then the summer series hit, and I've literally any time I've had two hours to spare, it's been watching films for that. But it, I'm gonna put it as part of my 31, I think. My 31. Uh, I think it'd be a good chance. I mean, you can get it in the UK for about seven quid. I think now. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Like especially when you get it on DVD, I think you can get it like five or down Asda or whatever for like whatever. But like I um Five or down Asda. <laughs> five or down Asda. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, it's it's like on Shudder and stuff, so I'll just watch it there. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nice. 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 Uh, uh, Conjuring two. Uh, oh yeah. Ten dollars ninety nine cents. Can we shout out to Jamie J Sammons for that one because she loves that film, and every time I hear that film now, I think of her because she gets very emotional when. Uh, Vera Farminga is getting very emotional. I won't say in case of spoilers, even though it's a really old film, but Jamie J. Salmon's like gets a bit emotional in it. And Aww. I always think of her now whenever I think of that film. And um, yeah, it's my little Jamie J. Salmon story that was really vague. particularly <laughs> <laughs> vague. Whenever I think of Jamie J. Salmon's, I just think of her cackling. Oh, okay. Right. Anyone who doesn't know Jamie J. Salmons, right, go check out her show, The Horror in the House of Salmons, right? You can get it on all your usual places. Her and her husband, Brian. Hey, Brian. Um... Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing. <laughs> I was going to say, this is what this episode is going to be like now. I'm drunk, by the way. <laughs> so, um, basically, um, me and her chat, like, a lot, and um, he calls me her girlfriend, like, her bit on the side. <laughs> oh, God. Right. <laughs> Uh, so I was gonna say, I was gonna say like, hey Brian, it's Jamie's girlfriend here. Oh jeez. <laughs> Which I know I kind of have to. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Jamie's gonna be finding this hilarious. Brian maybe not so much. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, yeah. So uh, I always think of Jamie when I think of that film. But yeah, I also always think of her cackle because um, <laughs> she's awesome. But that, that she's so damn knowledgeable, and so is Brian. And you should check out their show because it's awesome. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Far more knowledgeable than the likes of us. Oh my god, so much knowledge, more knowledgeable <laughs> than we are. Like, so much more. <laughs> That's okay. That's, That's right. okay. That's, That's okay. okay. We have a charm. We have a charm that people enjoy. I'm happy in my pl- place in the horror hierarchy. <laughs> Just dunces in the <laughs> On corner. On the bottom with rung. Like, with, like, the hat in the corner. You know, like the dunce hat. <laughs> That's us. But we're okay because we, we've got alcohol in that corner. We're happy and, in that corner. And, off, and like bad taste jokes. So Exactly. We're the kids at the back of the class giggling who never, are never going to graduate, but we had fun at school. That's the one. Exactly. Right? Exactly right. Absolutely right. Right. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Right. Onwards. Um, Christine. 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 Christine, yeah. John Carpenter, Stephen yes, King. Indeed. 80s. Mishmash of Absolute Dreams. Yep. $7.99. That's really good. In Canada. That's Canada, really good. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Really good. So that's <clears throat> that's for Canada. Let's go to the USA. USA. <laughs> USA. We do that every time as well. Sorry, guys. Oh, um, they care. <laughs> They're chatting along with us. Like, I, I, that's what I imagine, anyway. All of these are all five dollars. Okay. Oh my god, have I written that down again? Um, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's worth five. Cult of, Cult of Chucky. Shit, I forget which ones are the le- more recent ones, which ones are good and which ones are shit. Okay, but this is just the Cult of Chucky, so you can think about that another time. <laughs> uh, Hostel 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Five dollars. That's good. It is good. I like those films. Like, yeah, I, like, I, I know too. not everyone likes the second one, but I think that, I think it's all right. And the first one's really good. Why is yeah. probably worth five on its own? Sorry, the first is probably worth five on its own. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then Jigsaw, which I still haven't seen, but hey, five dollars, which is about three quid. Can't go far wrong, can you? That's all right. Right, over to the Oz, to the Oz. Um, Strangers Pray at Night, uh, seven Aussie dollars. Nice. I haven't seen that, have you? 
Oh, wait, uh, no, The Strangers Planet. Yes, I have seen yes, it. you have. No, I have seen it. It's really actually quite very fun. That's the one with the ginger-haired lady with the big boobies. Oh, fuck my life. I can't remember. I saw it a little bit ago. But it's the one where they're like at that, like, I want to say it's like a holiday home kind of stuff. That's, that's the one. And yeah. nobody else is there. Yes, and there's that yeah. big explosion at the end. That's the one. Like, it's a, quite one. a different tone from the first one, but like, it's good fun. Yeah, it's good, good kind of. Yeah, it's not like, so mean spirited as the first one. I feel like the second one just, yeah, it's just more fun. Because you're home. Because honestly, there is nothing fucking more scary than that concept. I, I, like yeah. it really fucking gets under my skin. Like your home is the one place you feel safe. Like you know, like in films, like you get into your house and boom, you lock that door, bam. Or like you know, if you're on, a, on like your way back after a night out and you suddenly get like the creeps and then you suddenly run up your driveway or whatever and you just Close slam door. that door and you're safe. Imagine that that safe, that your place of safety is no longer safe. And not only that, but it's because you're in your place of safety that you're no longer safe. Like that concept is just... The the way she says it is pretty damn creepy. Yeah, it's a real kind of like thud in your stomach, that Mm. mind, that delivery is really good. Like, I know not everyone loves that film. I think that's a great film. I I, I, I really like it. I, I think it's like a very it. simple, well done film, and that line just makes it for me. It's just, yeah, yeah. that, yeah, for sure. Carry on, sorry. Okay, uh, these are, again, these are all five Aussie dollars. Um, Crimson Peak. <gasps> really? Really? Oh, I mean, I don't know any of that's in the summer series, so I have no opinion on that. Thing. No, it's not, it's not in the summer series. It is in the summer series. But... Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, it, yeah, 100% it's in the summer series. What year? 2015. Oh. Do you so, need to rewatch so that is. real quick? No, no, because no, 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 I've, I've watched it recently. Okay. Yeah, no, 2015. Uh, of course series, it is. Promising. So sorry. So sorry. That's right. You don't have to apologise. No one cares about our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. They either already know or they're just not worried about it. Um, but <laughs> nobody, like... <laughs> nobody cares what I say anyway. Oh, <laughs> they do, Matt. I care. Uh, over, to, over to Kate and her show. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> Joking. Unfriended. Dark web. Five dollars. <laughs> you were saying I was about to unfriend you. <laughs> unfriended. unfriended. Cancelled. Matt, Matt Bye. Wood. Matt Wood. Five dollars. <laughs> five dollars. <laughs> have you seen Unfriended Dark Web? I have. I really liked it. I haven't seen it. Ooh. Yeah, like, Dan, again, Dan Bone. Hello, Dan Bone. Um, he, I think it was this one that he watched on his laptop with his headphones on and because it comes up with, like, all the little bleep bleep Kind of stuff oh, that's messages. right. Yes, he said that before. Yeah, I thought I had. Yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently it really gave effect. So I think, I think that's, is that on Shudder? I've got a feeling that's on Shudder. Not sure. Not I think sure. it's on some, I'm pretty sure I've seen it somewhere. So at some point I'm going to do that with like the headphones thing and the laptop and yeah. have it an immersive experience. Do it. Um, and then we've got Big Bad Wolves and Cloverfield. Both $5. Cloverfield is great. I really yep. like that, although it did definitely make, give me a headache. And Big Bad Wolves again is on the summer series, so I pass no comment. Exactly. And finally, over to the UK. Um, what the hell have I written there? Oh, <laughs> Misery. <gasps> How much? She Six. says like she hasn't already <gasps> got it. <laughs> £6.66. Really? Hmm. Did they do that on purpose, do you reckon, like last time? Yeah, they could have done. Like, not with that film, but it was another film that they did that. With. They did. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was either. But, yeah, that was another film that they did that with. Ooh, that's that's definitely worth it. 
That film is ace. That film is so fucking good. It is good. I should, yeah. I've, I've got I've got my previous... Oh, it's The Witch. It was The Witch. There was 66. Oh, right. Okay, cool, cool. Now, uh, this one, I actually went ahead and got this. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the Invisible Man. For £5.99. Ooh, that's good. Hmm, I thought that was good. Yeah, you really liked that film, didn't you? Um, I, I, I liked it. I, I wasn't completely... <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, got a frog jumped into my throat. <laughs> you okay? Take it. <coughs> Take a swig of wine. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I thought it was. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really well produced. But just, mm. um, yeah, just some of the things kind of took me out a bit when I thought when the Invisible Man suddenly turned into like a superhero. Was it? <laughs> yeah, that didn't bother me. I think we discussed okay. this before. But like for me, this the ending didn't. It lacked a bit of punch. Okay. Like I wanted it to be like a real kind of fuck you kind of pow pow tables have turned what what motherfucker kind of yeah kind of ending and it it, it wasn't really that but everything else I really liked about it you know so I think five ninety nine for the Invisible Man for sure that's a, that's a really I think good. it's a good price um, yeah. girl girl with all the gifts oh five, I like that film yeah I liked it as well five pound fifty nine the book is supposed to be really good as well I, I have on so. good authority from Sabrina. Wait, shit, did she like that? Yeah, she did like that. I'd imagine <laughs> she would do. I'm pretty sure she did. <laughs> um, more Resident Evil Madness. Uh, final chapter, £1.92. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension, £1.90. Oh, fuck my life. Which one was that? Like the seventh or eighth or ninth or something? Something like that. But hey, like £1.90. Yeah. equivalent to half a pint so I mean you could do worse I guess you could do worse and that's the sale bin ladies that's and gentlemen bin. right cool so um, film one this is your film this is your pick um, so should we yeah so this is a clockwork orange should we do yep. the trailer and then come back and do IMDB's blurbs and trivia Yep, let's do it. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to the trailer and we'll be back in a minute. There was a knee, that is Alex, and my three droogs, that is Pete, Georgie, and Dim. And we sat in the Corova milk bar trying to make up our Razudox what to do with the evening. The Corova milk bar sold milk plus, which is what we were drinking. This would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the old ultra-violence. Hi, hi, hi there, my little droogies. <laughs> the evening's the great time, isn't it, Alex Barton? <laughs> He's enterprising, aggressive, young, bold, vicious. He'll do. Who on earth could that be? Now it was lovely music that came to my aid. A bit of the old Ludwig van. Pretty well, little brother. Pretty well. <laughs> 
I hope to God it'll torture you to madness. Food, all right. Great, sir. Great. Try the wine. And we're back. Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed that trailer. Uh, Matt, do you want to bring us in with some IMDb bits and bobs? Well, uh, this is yeah, 1971's A Clockwork Orange, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Who? I don't know him. Uh, I don't know him either. Just a, just an indie indie guy, I guess. Uh, allegedly. Yeah, whatever. He's probably not going to amount to much. Word on the street. Um, <laughs> and the synopsis is, in the future, a sadistic gang leader is imprisoned and volunteers for a con- conduct aversion experiment. But it doesn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. Who is in this one, please, pray tell? Who is in this one? So here we go. We've got Malcolm McDowell. Veg. Uh, Michael Bates. John Clive. Carl During. Francis, Miriam Carlin, Aubrey Morris, Sheila Rayner, John Savadant, Patrick McGee, Warren Clark, Adrienne Corey, Paul Farrell, Michael Gover, James Marcus, Godfrey Quigley, Madge Ryan and Anthony Sharp. Nice. Yeah, they're all pretty prominent people, to be fair. They Apart are Trump. Even, no, even Trump is actually. All right, cool. So I'm going to hit you up with some trivia. Let's do it. So, Stanley Kubrick purchased the rights to Singing in the Rain for £10,000 after Malcolm McDowell, who plays Alex, our main protagonist, antagonist, as you choose, delighted him by singing and dancing to it in the rape scene. The scene didn't originally have that scripted, but um, Stanley Kubrick felt that the scene lacked something and thought some more exuberant activity or extra aspect was required to liven it up. So he asked um, Malcolm McDowell whether he had any kind of like singing or dancing skills and uh, Malcolm McDowell started singing um, singing in the rain because apparently it was the only song that he could think of off the top of his head that he knew the words to. Um, yeah, I know, right? It's funny how those little kind of weird things happen. isn't it? Right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Stanley Kubrick loved um, how sort of lively and happy it was because obviously the contrast with the violence in the scene uh but so not only that juxtaposition but also how it completely undermines the victim's suffering didn't didn't he didn't stanley kubrick buy the rights to singing in the rain yes that's literally what i started saying at the beginning kubrick purchased the rights to singing in the oh, rain oh, for ten thousand oh, right, pounds sorry, sorry. Uh, ten thousand dollars yeah oh, sorry. <laughs> that's all right you're back for me not hearing about what possessor was <laughs> earlier Um, in addition Gene Kelly uh, who originally for those who don't know although probably most people do he was the guy who started and singing the rain and sang in it all and everything he met Malcolm McDowell a couple of years later at a party and basically just turned away from him in disgust because he was so upset at his use in the film that's pathetic yeah I feel like that's really shit to be fair pull your head out of your ass and get a yeah I feel like that also as well that song's like I prefer that song now Actually, no. Do you know why I really love that song? Do you know why I really, really love that song? Because Tom Holland dancing to it in... Li- um, 
Oh yeah. Lipstick battle. Yeah. Just absolutely iconic and it literally makes me so happy and I think I share it through memories about four times a year and I will never stop because it is amazing. And fuck it, I'm gonna put it on the page after this episode drops because it is awesome and I can't imagine no one's not seen it, but with our lot, maybe not. And it's just brilliant and also I've total crush on Tom Holland in that bit, even though he's dressed in a corset. Okay. Anyway, so the sex scene with the two girls from the record store was originally filmed as uh, like an unbroken take and it lasted 28 minutes. Um, it wasn't supposed to go on that long either. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh, right? Because this is probably borderline not okay. But Malcolm McDowell kept bringing them back over to the bed when they would try to get dressed oh, yes, to elongate the scene. And uh, to the point where Kubrick had to shout at him that it was enough. Like, that's enough, Malcolm. That's enough. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Right. Yep. Um, although... Was, it, was he actually having sex with those girls then? No, no, no. God, if you... I don't know if you... I mean, I definitely did not check for this, but he wasn't hard, like, at all um, in the entire time. But I think he just enjoyed being around naked girls and getting a chance to snog them and stuff, so... Ah. Yeah. Anyway, um, it, I mean, as problematic as that is, it could have been worse because in the book, those two girls were not consenting. They were raped. And those two girls were also not adults. They were 10 years old. Um, what? Yeah, but in the book, Alex is 15. <gasps> Bloody hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. The book is dark as fuck. Did you ever read the book? No. Yeah, I read it at school. It's really good. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I didn't read it at full school. I just read it out of choice, but it was good. Um, so Alex is now, this is, again, this, this stuff is so like, oh, it's like fate. This is why I believe in fate, right? Because shit like this. Alex's now iconic costume was inspired by Malcolm McDowell's clothing on the actual day of his audition. He'd come from playing cricket. And so he was wearing all the gear and Stanley Kubrick took a liking to it. It just altered a bit to make it a little bit more contemporary and a bit more stylish. So he like put him a shirt, his shirt on rather than like, you know, like a polo shirt or whatever. But, and then he put the jock strap on the outside just because it was kind of like a bit more kind of, yeah. um, I guess, like shocking or whatever. I don't know. That's not the word I mean, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah. what I found was quite funny about that, about having the jock strap on the outside is that to me, Alex is kind of like a comic book villain. Like, he's just, he's very ah, over the top, he's okay. very theatrical, he's well, very is, yeah, okay. gleeful. Do you know what I mean? He's kind of like, has it like, you know, you can imagine him and the Joker just having a real good time. <laughs> well, this is going to be one of my points later oh, on. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Well, I'll leave that. But what I was going to say is that often, obviously, the old school costumes for superheroes include underpants on the outside. Yeah. Um, so during the scene where Alex is was receiving his treatment, um, the doctor is actually a real doctor um, because they needed him, like the one that sort of stood by him. Um, they needed to make sure that at Malcolm, oh. uh, Malcolm McDowell's eyes didn't dry up. Oh, applying the eye drops. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can imagine he would have to do that. Naturally. Yeah, because yeah. he had, obviously he had to have all of that really done. And apparently as well, normally if you have those things put in your eyes, you're supposed to do it like horizontally. But because obviously, like the gravity, if you like your eyes start to droop or whatever, it's potentially quite dangerous on the top lid. So, but he was obviously vertical doing this. So they, even though, and this is the other thing as well, even though Kubrick um, is obviously very well known for having take after take after take after take, mm -hmm. they got these scenes wrapped up in 10 minutes because of the danger. And even then, 
Malcolm McDowell still got scratched up on his corneas. Um, yeah, because and then not only that, but he, as a result, requested that the close-ups be shot on a completely different date near the end of filming so that he could have time to recover. Um, on that note, Malcolm McDowell also suffered a broken rib when he was kicked during the scene where he gets has the demonstration on stage. You know, the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah broke a rib. So... Bloody hell. Poor Malcolm. He's in right, in, right in the wars. Fair play, though. Um... So yeah, so uh, Sonny Kubrick received detailed death threats. So this is what I found, like, de- like not just death threats, but detailed death threats. I mean, can you imagine how horrible that would be? Um, because after the release of the film, um, he basically, well, basically these, these crimes started happening and all this sort of like gang stuff started happening, apparently as a direct result of the film, to the point where, and these threats came through so like heavily that the FBI apparently advised that he move home. Didn't um, didn't he because of that? Didn't he? Didn't he call for it to be banned? Yeah, yes. This is what I was is just about right? to say. Yeah, so oh, he sorry, demanded sorry. that it be no, no, no. Right? Um, he demanded that the film be withdrawn. Um, you know, he went to Warner Brothers and was like, "You need to pull this film." Um, and it was. And in the UK, it was pulled between 1973, so only a year after it came out. No, two years. Sorry, after it came out, uh, between 1973 and then only just got re-released in the year 2000. Um, and oh really yeah, it's like yeah 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 and apparently there was such like hype about it and such like success on its re-release that video stores at the time had to put up signs saying that they no longer had it in stock um some of the crimes that apparently inspired include a woman being gang raped while the men sang singing in the rain so as much of a gene <sighs> kelly being a bit of a bit of a knobhead about yeah, it wow. kind of within reason i guess um if he found out about that um and also a young boy assaulted uh, got assaulted by a teenager wearing an outfit extremely similar to alex complete with black bowler hat um on that note uh, stanley kubrick's assistant emilio d'alessandro uh, sorry um says that he never watched a clockwork orange while working for kubrick because um apparently kubrick just felt so bad for all that had happened he just from that point on he just didn't ever want to talk about the film and um d'alessandro didn't want to offend him by watching it anyway yeah um yeah. so yeah it's all pretty heavy all pretty heavy um so Gosh, kind of cool okay. trivia here less depressing um Ennio Morricone, Morricone sorry, uh, was the first choice as composer. Oh, actually, no, in saying this, it's actually still pretty sad. Um, but he was working on another project at the time. Kubrick asked the director of that film whether Morricone was finished with the work on that one, and the director lied, saying that he wasn't when he was. And even worse, considering especially they're both dead now, um, Morricone said that not working with Kubrick was one of his life's biggest regrets. Oh, that's sad. It's quite sad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, considering that definitely could have happened. Although, we'll talk about it later, but the fucking score on this is so good. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, mm-hmm. Hell yeah, sister. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Oh, God, we're so white. We're so white. Um, <laughs> it's okay, we can say it, we're white. Fucking white um, people. Fucking white people. Hey, shout out. Shout out to Gary. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, that's a summer series joke apologies everyone who's not who's not part of that um mrs alexandra alexander sorry so that's the rape victim so the character no the actor who played her sorry was replaced last minute um the person who ended up playing her as we mentioned earlier adrian uh, Corey, was um someone who had actually previously auditioned for the role 
but she had so basically Kubrick said that he wanted to take photos of her and video her naked during the audition and she was just like no fuck off <laughs> um and basically told him to shove it <laughs> like literally yeah, she said that that's to him. um she was like I'll do it when it's necessary on film and apparently the reason what he gave her right check this out the reason that he gave her was like we wanted to make sure you um like your tits are nice Like, oh, right, I'll okay. be honest, okay, I didn't know a great deal about Kubrick as a person before looking into all this. He's Jeez. a bit of a prick. Oh, dear. Like, there's a lot here. Like, yeah, like, apparently him and Malcolm McDowell are, like, really buddy-buddy on set. They used to play, like, table tennis and shit and all this kind of stuff. And then afterwards, he just suddenly, like, went cold turkey. And apparently, like, it really upset Malcolm McDowell. Like, really upset. And he was apparently good friends with Malcolm McDowell's wife and stayed in contact and were friends with, like, this whole time. And then when Kubrick died... Um, Malcolm McDowell went to his grave and apparently just cried. Oh dear. <laughs> Fucking sad. And then as well, oh, Ian Holm, um, who was friends with Malcolm McDowell, um, when Malcolm McDowell told him that he got this wrong and he would be working with Kubrick and stuff, Malcolm, uh, sorry, Ian Holm basically said, watch out for that bastard. Because apparently he did the exact same thing to Ian Holm with the previous film. Oh, bloody hell. So sorry, so you, you were going about Ad- Adrian Corey. That was the... That, that was, was the, the redhead. Woman... Right. Okay. Yeah. So oh, right, anyways, okay. so she's told him to shove it and then they hired this other bird. But then this other bird got, um, she got really upset by like the amount of takes and the days and days in which it was taking to shoot this stuff. And she just got too upset by it all because obviously having to pretend that you're raped for days on end is not pleasant. Yeah. Um, so in the end, um, Kubrick called up Adrian Corey and was like, I guess, do you want to do this film? I suppose, whatever, you know, I guess you can. But then she got naked anyway. No, but she was happy to do it for a purpose on screen, but she wasn't about to, like, just let oh, I see. in the audition just take photos and videos of her. Oh, oh for, right, like, okay. Whatever. Oh, right, Cre- creepy stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so she came on. She was apparently very game for it, and apparently, like, she was uh, joking around with Malcolm McDowell that, she <laughs> that he would be able to see that she's a natural redhead. Oh, <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, that did occur to me. I was like, oh, Drake's, Drake's the, the, the carpet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the carpet matches the curtains. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, sorry. I can be an absolute horrible delinquent sometimes. Um, okay. But, yeah. So, yes. Uh, last couple of bits. So, the milk used in the bar, in the Maloko bar, which is Russian for milk, um, had to be replaced and the dispensers and stuff cleaned every hour as the milk would curdle under the studio oh, lights. Oh, God. Yeah. That's gross. Uh, and then lastly, this I just thought was kind of fun. At the beginning, I don't know if you noticed this, but when they had that kind of real kind of Kubrick eye stare glare thing and then Alex raises his glass of milk in a toast and he does it slightly higher and appears to be kind of raising, like, you know, tipping his glass to the audience. And Kubrick, after he did that take, um, asked him whether he realized that he did that and then malcolm mcdowell replied i just want the audience to know that they're in for a ride ah which i thought was kind of cool and it's a ride we are in for i've got a story about this a little story hit hit Um, us with it so last world book day uh ava was still at nursery i hadn't pulled her from nursery at that point and by the way i say pulled it sounds very dramatic it was basically there was so much covid going around i just felt she's probably better off at home safe safe at home yeah 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 anyway um so before that all happened um i took her in for world book day earlier in the year and um uh she i had i had addressed up in well i 
I basically put her in like just leggings and a top and then I, when I got her there I was going to put on like these fairy wings and like a little fairy kind of like tutu thing and she was going to be I don't know someone from a book because you know there's a book with fairies in it somewhere um it was a real kind of like oh shit it's tomorrow and I've done fuck all moment nice one um yeah really cool <laughs> nice mum, one, points. Mum. mum points um and anyway so I obviously wasn't going to put that stuff on while she was in the car because you can't put fairy wings on in the car seat and like the glitter would have got everywhere and fuck my hoovering that up so um I put it in a bag and I got it to nursery and she, for some reason, refused to put on her fairy wings and tutu. She just did not want it, mm. right? So, no. So, on the spot. All that effort. Yeah, but this is even better, I reckon. I, I gave her my umbrella because guess what colour her leggings and top were? White. And she has a blonde little bob. And she was in nappies at the time. Ah. And so I just sent her in with my black umbrella and said she's Alex from A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> um, so yeah, I sent my, 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 my then, I think she was two at the time, sent my two-year-old in as a murdering rapist. Uh, so we'll put day in like? Yay! What are you like? Well, she didn't want to wear the fucking outfit. I had to improvise. So, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Improvise. Exactly. So, she was wearing all white. She had a cute bum bob. Bum was sticking out with a nappy. There you go. Have my umbrella. It wasn't like a proper umbrella. It was only like one of those little mini ones. So, it wasn't like spiky or anything. And I'm pretty sure they took it straight off her as soon as she got in. Probably why. She's a little tyrant. But, um, (laughs) um, yeah. So, she went as Alex. The world foot day. Where's Alex? Best nice. costume ever. Um, nice. Cool. Yeah. Nice, so nice, that nice. is that is all the trivia. So this is your pick. Tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a good film. Bye. Okay. The end. Uh, uh, the end. Well. Okay. Um, I picked this film. Uh, obviously, it's we're still doing Extreme August or August Extreme. But yeah, we haven't said that yet, have we? Extreme! Extreme. Um, and this it always had a a bit of a, a label attached to it in that it was considered extreme. Yes. Obviously, it has its extreme moments throughout. Does yes. it not? It, it does. does. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically why I, I chose this film. It's a film I had seen before, a long, long time ago, before two thousand. Believe it or not, um, I saw it on VHS. It must have been a um, naughty. Boot, well, apparently, no. So it was withdrawn, oh. but it, it wasn't banned. So if you could get it from like another country, you could get it. It wasn't like it wasn't like the video nasties where people were banging on doors searching for copies. It you know it was just that. UK distributors weren't doing it. Okay. I, I, well, I, yeah. I, I don't know what... I know the copy I had was just a tatty... Uh, a copy or, of you know, a bootlegged out of the back of the van. So. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so this is a long, long time ago. Um, I think I must have been about 15 or 16 when I watched it. Um, and I, okay. hadn't, I hadn't seen it since, so I, I was keen to watch it again holy shit so that's what like 32 years uh yeah well done well fucking done. hell so yeah so I, I had seen it a long long time ago um 
Now, so that must have been the 80s then? Yeah. Late 80s? Late 80s, yeah. About 88, sort of that. Ah, that's when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Make you feel old. Uh, 88, no, it'd be, it'd be 1990 when I watched it. Um, anyway, so I... Uh, yeah, I wanted to come and watch it again. Now, from my initial viewing back back then was that I can remember enjoying the first half and not so much enjoying the latter half. You say this. Mm, I know I am. And guess what? I'm still the same. Really? Really. Okay. Now, I know that's probably going to be an unpopular opinion. Controversial. Um, it is. Yeah, well, it is a bit controversial. I, my problem with this film is, is its length. I've got to be honest. Uh, I, I, we'll get into the whole everything, you know, you know, as we go along. But just my overall opinion is that I, I, found, I found it a bit boring. Really? Yeah. After after he he'd kind of basically done all his droogy action and all yeah. that kind of, all that type of stuff, he kind of finished and he was shoved into the prison. I I, I got bored. Really? I know. You I, didn't find like you didn't find all the stuff with like how it all kind of comes full circle and stuff. Well, yeah, no, no, I don't. Interesting. I didn't lose. I wasn't like, oh god, I wish this would finish. And I wasn't like, I just, I wasn't enjoying it as much as I enjoyed the first, first. Okay. First I half. think the film. It is a film of two parts, which I know sounds obvious, but it really is with this. And I feel like there are different things to pull from each half. Absolutely. And I think yeah, depending yeah, yeah. on your taste, you're going to probably prefer one over the other. So I think what you said is fair cop. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah. It just literally the second half. I just found found it a bit boring. I, I mean, I, I, I totally appreciate the whole storyline and what it's achieving, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I just kind of got a bit bored. Really, with it, which I, I'm a little bit ashamed to say because it's, you know. Everything else about it is, is quite spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Quite spectacular, but really. If it doesn't work for you, like if it doesn't work for you on all levels, then it just doesn't work for you on all levels. Do you know what I mean? Like it's and again, like I said, like I can understand that. Like I can understand how people will pull different things from different parts of the film because I think there's a very different tone to the second half than there is to the first. Um, so if your taste isn't necessarily of that switch up in tone then yeah it's probably going to lose you a little bit but like i mean i know you might i think like you know you'll still appreciate it for what it does and for the composition of it in terms of like you know the all the technical aspects and all of that kind of stuff yeah um yeah. you know but if like if you know the plot just sort of loses you a little bit well then you know no it didn't it didn't lose me i mean in, in terms of yes yeah, so not in terms of confusion it's, it just yeah, just yeah, my interest levels did did drop off. Um, That's bad. I think it was just like, in the prison. You know, there was just it was just I don't know. It just kind of dragged on for me. It was just like, oh, and he's uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so what, 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 what about yourself? What, what, what have you seen this before? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd seen it. Oh God, I can't even remember. I can't even remember when it was. It was a while ago. 
Like, it was probably a good 10 years ago. Okay. Um, as I said, I read the book first, read that at school. In fact, actually, me and my mates, uh, me and my mate, best mate in fact, got, like, um, a bit obsessed with it. Okay. And for about two months, we spoke Madsat, which is the language that they speak. Because in the book copy that we had, um, it has all the glossary of terms in the back. So we learned it. And oh. then for about two months, we just spoke in Nadsat and it drove our teachers nuts. <laughs> oh my God, really? Yeah. Okay. I, don't ask me to say any of it now, but like I can watch that now and I know exactly what they're saying. Like I don't need subtitles or anything for it. So what, what does, what does it, what's a droog? A droog is just like your buddy. It's like your comrade in arms. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> um, it's quite simply, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, um, but to be honest, because like a lot of the terminology and stuff is from, it's from like slang or from Russian language and stuff. Um, so in fact, like one of the things that I read up about was like how there was this whole kind of take that it's a big kind of like thumbs up for communism and things because of like the, the sort of Rus Russian aesthetic. Nods yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of like Russian language, nods yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like a lot of it, I think you can kind of put together. I think like if it, if you couldn't, then it wouldn't be such a success. I don't think you need that glossary of terms to understand it when you're in full flow, but just sometimes when like you're reading it, it you know, it needs, that's why they put the glossary of terms in the later editions, because people kind of complained that they didn't know what they were, how they were understand what about. They're but when you have like, when it's spoken aloud in the context of whatever it is that they're saying, I think it's easier to understand. But yeah, anyway, me and my mate were big nerds. <laughs> Shockingly, I know, it's no one, like, I know everyone's gonna be really surprised to hear that. Um, but yeah, we spoke NADSAT for about two months before we got told that we weren't allowed to do it anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I, I really liked the book, obviously. I really liked the film when I watched it. I thought it was a really good ad adaptation. Um, I thought it was really close. The bits that they changed up, like for example, with the ten-year-olds, I can understand that, especially because Malcolm McDowell. He, I mean, he was twenty-seven at the age of filming this, and he's supposed to be playing a seventeen-year-old. In the book, it's fifteen, but they changed it up again just so that it was like a little bit less. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Controversial, um, but obviously he's twenty-seven, and let's be honest, he looks twenty-seven. <laughs> so him raping ten-year-olds is probably not the one. Guys, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize that the, the the girls in it were supposed to be ten. Well, they're not. Not in the film. They're not supposed to be ten, but in the book, they're ten. So sorry. Yeah. Sorry. In in the yeah. Sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah. So all the changes and stuff that they did, I could see why they did that. So like for me, I just felt it was a really close and, and really good adaptation. And I don't know. Maybe it's because I read the book only a few years before, like about five to six years beforehand, that like I was able to kind of get like an appreciation for it for, for maybe more than someone like yourself. But. Um, I, I really like the change in tone because I think like if we were to just have that ultra same... ultra violence from start yeah, to finish, from, it, would it would be a just... completely different film though, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it would just be kind of one of those films that like maybe had a bit to say would, would be kind of shock for shock's value. Whereas I think the second half really brings context and subtext for like what the messages of the book are trying to convey. And obviously I really love that stuff. So I, yeah, I really like it overall, but I think we need I think we definitely need that first half to appreciate the second half and I think that we need to go on that journey with Alex even though the ending is a bit like he's not learned anything but I think as audience as an audience we've learned something even though Alex hasn't does that make sense 
It does, yeah, yeah. I yeah, will yeah. embellish on that in a bit. But yeah, so I, I, I really liked it. So you obviously you've mentioned that the second half doesn't really work for you and, and why. Is there anything else that doesn't really... Let's let's look at this kind of stuff. Is there anything that doesn't work for you so much other than that? Um, No, not really. I mean, as I say, the... Uh, I, I suppose it's just the um the whole speed speed of the whole film how, how it flows first half is very intense lots mm. going on it's um yeah i just find it's just a more exciting film yes. and, and certainly more geared to my sort of tastes um yeah. whereas the second half is a bit mundane um although it has you know splatterings of of you know things that throughout that that piqued my interest again hmm. such as when he uh, meets up with the um you know his friends the police officers again um, you just love a bit of ultraviolet ultra violence yeah and also the um you know when he goes back to visit his um the victim oh the victim oh yeah yeah that whole scene is so good i think but um yeah no it's it's it's, it's it just yeah it's just kind of pace uh, pacing issues for me i think with the speed of that it was going and then and then when he goes to the uh prison i don't know i just found the pr whole prison bit was just really boring and it kind of, it kind of took me out of it a little bit um if i'm honest so you, you think that there could have been some time cut from there we didn't have to spend so long there yeah Pretty is much. that like so would you because if i was gonna if i was gonna say that i would say if anywhere it would be before he had his treatment but yeah yeah, you, yeah 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 pretty much i mean i yeah. I, 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 I found aspects interesting i thought that the whole treatment thing I, it was mm. interesting i wanted to see what, what happened um mm. i don't know it just it's i found it was very very up and down for me really Fair enough. After the kind of high pace, ramped up speed of, of, of the beginning, and then it just kind of it's all basically up down, up down. It's, it's kind of put along, which is which is fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm just being a bit, maybe just a little bit nitpicky, really. I guess. Um, yeah. That's fair enough. No, I, I see what you're saying. Like for me, I just feel like I think that that bit is definitely like the bit with the prison is definitely like a dip. But I don't think that it spends too long there, so I can kind of forgive it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, 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 I get that, I get that. You know, so, like, I obviously, you, you know, you didn't find that, but for me, that yeah, I just felt like that that wasn't... I think we, we do need a bit of that, because we do need to see, like, that kind of passage of time, I think, and to sort of see how he's getting on in jail. Uh, of course, why... it, it's, it's integral to the, the story. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I get that, I understand that, yeah. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right in terms of, like, the energy levels, like, the tempo of it just sort of it does kind of be a bit of a step back on that moment on that bit there um but i'm not mad at it because it like it does go for me it does go by quite quickly in that respect but yeah the not that maybe not the pace of it but just the energy levels is a little bit yeah yeah um, dips a bit there um so yeah no i i i get that um you know, like for me, this this film doesn't really do that much wrong. I don't think. Um, okay. I think you have to kind of get in the right headspace for it because it's this weird kind of mesh of like future and like retro. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. obviously the language and things like if you're you know 
I mean, even like, I mean, this time around, like, I hadn't watched the film in about like 13 years or something, and I hadn't read the book in about like, I don't know, 18 years or something about that. I don't know. Um, so, like, even for me, sort of getting back into the headspace of like what they're talking about and things, like, that's you know, a, a challenge. And obviously, as well, like, um, just the way that Kubrick works, the camera, the, his cinematography and stuff, it's always a bit of a trip. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like, and that's not to take away from it at all, obviously, but like, it's sort of, it is a bit of a, like, you know, like, you know, Malcolm McDowell racing is like tipping his glass to the audience. It is a bit like sit back and just kind of go on this ride. Go on the ride. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, it doesn't really do anything wrong as such, but it is just a bit of a like, okay, let's get strapped in, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 I don't really have sort of much negative to say about it. Like I really just think it's one of those films where it either works for you and it works or it, it doesn't work. Um, although I think you're about to kind of go in the middle on me and completely... Yeah, like it. but it it, it 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 does work. I mean, I, I'm I'm not I'm not taking away from. I'm not taking anything away from the film itself, and 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 how how it it's, it's just 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 me how I, uh, upon watching you know the film for the second time, mm. I was a little bit bored. Um, it could have just been my my state at that time or why I was maybe expecting or, or hoping for i guess i don't know but just for me it just yeah it I just, didn't I, quite hit it the just, mark it didn't quite hit the mark and i know that there are a lot a lot of people who consider this film like literally top tier i know uh lance langford hello mate it's his it's his number one film yeah, I, I, I know I, Phil Laycock who listens. Uh, yeah, like, who, who loves this film. There's, there's a lot of people who literally consider this a masterpiece. Uh, masterpiece, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying, it's just not quite for me. That's fair. That's fair enough. I don't think that you can argue that at all. So, okay. So, what bits? What? Okay. So, when you think of a Clockwork Orange after the second watch, what bits stick out for you? What bits stick out? The. Uh, I mean, okay. The, the whole design, um, yeah. the whole 70s design, that kind of, just, uh, how did you describe it, sort of? Uh, it's such a unique, I really feel like this is like Kubrick really kind of like getting in the sandpit and playing about, you know? Yeah, futuristic, pornographic kind of amalgamation of, I don't know, just ideas and things kind of thrown together, um, which I think is... is really 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 good really well designed um mm. i mean i love that maloko bar i bet <laughs> you know i, I bet <laughs> I, you know, I just i just think it's really bloody cool it's cool though i'm joking it is very cool like yeah it's very evocative like i feel like this film i think the best if you could just describe it in one word is evocative yeah like it's very just like it it pulls a lot from its audience it makes you think it makes you feel things and you know and the aesthetic is very much a part of that i think it's very striking it is it's almost a character in itself within the film and uh the maloko bar is definitely is really cool like with all the kind of colors and stuff but also with these kind of contrasting stark white like 
mannequins. They're not mannequins, but they're just these like yeah, yeah, set design yeah. pieces. These like tables of naked women and the milk dispensers from their boobs and yeah, it's very it's very cool. It's very um, it's very kind of Andy Warhol. It, it, yes, it is. It, Which is obviously yeah. very very for then for that for back then. Yeah, finger on the spot there. Definitely Andy Warhol. Um, yeah, I mean, why are they drinking milk? I think it's really bizarre. Yeah, I, 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 I know that. Like, I'm pretty sure. I say no. I'm pretty sure in the book the the droobs drink milk because genuinely it's healthy, and they um, are all about like not health as in like gym bunnies working out or anything like that, but they're like take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, th- I think I'm pretty sure someone knows better than me and has read the book in the last 18 years. <laughs> um, let me know if I'm wrong uh, and what it actually is about. But I'm pretty sure, if I remember rightly, it's just it's like milk is good for you. Why wouldn't you drink it? Sort of thing. Mm, mm. And I think it's kind of cool because again, it all adds to this kind of like very sort of. Oh God, it's very difficult to explain. It's almost quirky, but very kind of. Yeah, it's very kind of white, almost clean aesthetic. Yes. It's, yeah, m- it's m- m- Maybe it's a representation of cleanliness uh, against their evil Yeah, something pure, acts. something child. Yes. And yeah, also, yeah. yes, this is the other thing as well, because for me, I feel like that even though, I mean, okay, yeah, they're 15 in the book and 17 on film, but I feel like, you know, obviously, despite their age, they're doing these very, I don't want to say adult as in like, this is what adults do but obviously rape murder they're very mature themes and um but they do it with this sense of like childish glee and there's something very childish about them um and you know maybe we could talk about what we're talking about with like superhero villains in a sec but like i feel like that especially alex like he takes this real kind of like just this whole he, he just doesn't have any real kind of concept of right and wrong but he also doesn't have any real kind of concept of consequence and he doesn't think about his victims in terms of people he's just sees killing and, and the old and out and out and whatever as like a game and it's a game for his entertainment and he's just going to do these things because he finds a delight in them and there's this very childish way of looking at things because children don't uh, don't develop empathy until about the age of five or six um you know so like for example at the moment ava my kid she says sorry if she does something wrong but she's got no concept of what that means she does it again two seconds later you know yeah, yeah, she, yeah, of course she does. yeah yeah because um, you know she if she knocks someone over in the playground like she doesn't understand that that has a consequence for that person she's just like well i wanted that toy you know like and yeah, and i course. think like they they adopt that very not that my kids are bully i just want to reiterate <laughs> she's just a kid <laughs> oh um, yeah just for, just for people who don't have kids and don't understand that that is quite normal behavior right we right, we, need, we right? need to we need to talk about ava <laughs> yeah shut up yeah, yeah oh, don't don't I'm every only, parent's I'm worst only nightmare teasing. i'm only teasing um <laughs> but, um yeah, so like I really feel like they they take this kind of like I don't want to say like um, attitude because it's not an attitude; it's just like a, a I think a mental way of being. But they very much have that, and I think that the milk kind of like ties into this sort of like childish, not innocence, but this childish kind of um, yeah, no, it does way it does. of being, for lack of a better term. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. Yeah, here you go, yeah. Junior. The way you've been acting, have your milk. 
yeah yeah exactly um and also as well you know they're very active lads you know they need their they need their milk for energy bloody hell um <laughs> can you just hang on a second get down i've got the kitten on the lady's worktop it's just it's literally ate three donuts uh this morning so i've just got to get it, Did it. hang on a sec Sorry about that, everybody. <coughs> Sorry, Matt. Side note, but, but I'm not letting this go. How come it ate three donuts? Oh, Jesus Christ. Because my wife put a loaf of bread in the bread bin and the donuts were inside the bread bin. Um, and then so the donuts were then put on, on the top and she went to work at six o'clock this morning or seven o'clock this morning. And I came down to find uh, half a donut, a third of a donut, and another third of a donut. So the kitten had, had eaten. Uh, oh my god! And then it was literally running around the house like a <laughs> like a little freak on speed. So. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, so I little, love it. little Neo loves donuts. Do you want to do you want to hear a donut story? Go on then. So last week was it last week? I don't know, maybe about ten days ago or something. I went to Western Supermare beach slash pier with the kid and a friend and we went and got donuts from like you know they always get the, the hot Ooh, donuts nice. yeah, yeah yeah right and they gave us six of them it was supposed to be five and they gave us each six because it was the end of the day oh love it oh, nice thank you and yeah right didn't charge us anything extra either it was great and then we had like um i had like a pot of nutella um to dip, to dip it, it in. in oh yeah i know nice. it was like melted and warm oh my god so good so i had one with donuts and then um ava didn't weirdly didn't want any so she wanted an ice cream so we went over to another stand which had ice cream on the other side of the road and we yeah so i went and got her ice cream my mate sat with the donuts kind of thing um and then we came back to the bench where my mate was at and i took donuts put them on side helped ava with her ice cream and then whoop, about 20 fucking oh, seagulls, seagulls came in. I'd had one donut and within three seconds, they were all gone. Oh, all of them gone. I had, I was literally, I was trying to keep my cool because everyone was watching and honestly, everyone was laughing. It's not so funny. I was like, ha, 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 ha. It's not but funny also, at all. My fucking donuts. Are you fucking serious? Oh. So like, I went marching, well, not that it was their fault. I wasn't about to have a go, but I went marching over to back to the donut stand and they just shut up shop. Ah. So, and this is how pathetic it is. This is how adamant I was. I was going to get my sweet treat, right? Is, um, so I kind of knew that Ava was probably not going to finish her ice cream because it was massive and I purposely chose ice cream flavours that I liked. Yeah. So that when she didn't, I'd finish it. Not only did I finish her ice cream, but I took her ice cream little spoon <laughs> and I ate the Nutella. <laughs> Sauce dip thing. <laughs> I was just like, I paid fucking £3.50 for this Nutella. So <laughs> this I'm going to bloody well enjoy it. I'm going to fucking eat it. I felt really sick after. Oh, perfect. Bloody <laughs> seagulls, yeah, though. Little bastards. Seagulls. Fucking well, you, seagulls. Well, if you want to get your revenge, take down a piece of bread and dip it in bicarbonate soda and give it to them. <gasps> no! I'm not about to kill them. No, because have you not watched The Lighthouse? You kill a bird at sea, like a seabird. Bad shit happens to you, bro. I haven't not done it, but... That's I'm not doing it. Word on the street. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not advocating the killing of animals, even if they did take my donuts and definitely deserve it. It's a clockwork orange type of thing that you do there. Yeah, it definitely would be for shits and gigs. 
Nice segue, by the way. You like that? So we're still like, here. Land it back. Are we still, still here, here, everybody? We are still here. Hey, everyone loves my seagull story. Um, anyways, yeah. So, oh yeah, no, 100% agree with like set design and stuff and like the Maloko Lounge or whatever is very kind of contemporary, but like very sort of also a bit retro. Yeah. And that kind of theme does yeah. kind of come through the entire film, which I think is, is really cool. What do you think? What do you think of the score mentioned earlier? Oh, my word. The score is immense. Oh, it's so good, right? It just, oh. as soon as the music plays at the beginning, you know, you just don't... It's so iconic. Like, has that... Right, I was trying to wrap my brains. Has it been used in other films or has it come from other films or well, is it already something? Now, this is an interesting thing. When I first heard it, it really reminded me this of The Shining. And who yeah. did The Shining? Yeah, obviously Kubrick. Yeah, I got that. But then later on, I was like, do, 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 all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That I know I've heard somewhere, not in here, it's somewhere else. And I'm like, is it a podcast that uses it? Is it another film that uses it? And I couldn't, mm. and I looked it up and I couldn't see anything. Not sure, not sure. But yeah, no, it's very Kubrickian, shining style. Oh, I, 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 Especially I with like that. his stare, you know, it's the old Kubrickian oh, Kubrick stare. I think it's actually one of the best openings. So good. To a film. And I, I literally, when that started, I thought, oh, shit, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down, down for this. In for this, yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just I, I'm a big synth, 70s synth. I love a bit of synth, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I also am a big fan of classical music, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I was like all classical. over this. Yeah, no, it's, I, I think I think I love how Beethoven's uh, the Ninth Symphony. Yeah, it was just you know just not only that, but just everything about uh, you know Ludwig. Uh, I can't say his name. Lug Ludwig, Ludwig van, van Beethoven. Beethoven. Um, it is a bit of a like, tongue twister. Um, I just love how that's all brought into it as well. Actually, brought into the film. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's brilliant. And yeah, yeah. You know, bringing the, his music into the the film itself, um, and also using it against him. Uh, you know, towards the end, I think that's brilliant. It's so good, isn't it? It's so so good. Yeah, I really like how um, how they do that. And there's like, uh, I'll talk about it in a bit. It kind of comes into some of the themes that I want to talk about later, but. Um, okay. Well, we were going to say, weren't we? We were going to talk about Alex and how he's like a supervillain. Embellish, please, Matt. Oh, I was going to say that at the end, actually. Oh, were you? If oh, okay. I may. Well, we'll save that then. All right, fine. Um, if I may. So, what do you think then of the comedy? The comedy? Okay. Uh, yeah, I like that, actually. Um, I. I... <laughs> I'm a bit of a sadistic bastard. No, I'm not really. Um, well, not as, really. Uh, as we all know, I've, I've got a bit of a dark sense of humour. Um, yeah. I, I, I really like that aspect. Um, for example, when you know they they managed to break into the uh, into the house, the the couple and the lady in, in the red suit and stuff. You know mm. the fact that he's got these stupid masks on the comical way in which they approach everything mm -hmm. and, and how he's singing in the rain whilst booting. <laughs> I, lo I love that. <laughs> I find yeah. That, I find that hilarious. And then just, <laughs> yeah, that really appeals to my sense of humour. Um, 
Uh, see, with those bits, I found it. I found that stuff really disturbing. Oh, did you? Yeah, but I get why you would find it funny. But for me, like, be I think possibly because it does have that humorous effect to it, and just that contrast with what's actually happening is just like, oh, like it's gleeful about it, you know. So. Without, I think it's because it's funny it makes it disturbing. Do you know what I mean? Without, yeah, exactly. Because it's that's what makes it even more more horrible. Mm. Because it because he's almost treating it like like it's a game and that it's lighthearted. Yeah, I suppose yeah, treating it lightheartedly, but the act is like the worst. Yeah. Um, you know, and when <laughs> the the bit when he breaks into the uh, into the physiotherapist's house, <laughs> I I love that. Actually, that that really tickled me. Think the way she it's was. Been, oh, just, she's awesome. She's so. She's my posh. favorite. <laughs> she gave me real Helen Mirren vibes, just posh but real sassy and fierce. Yeah, I thought she was really cool. Um, she was so cool. Like, also, get, did you know that what she hits him here. What she hits him with is yeah, what she hits him with is a bust of Beethoven. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love all the artwork and just like the big penis and stuff. Yeah, and oh, just... when he's when he's fending her off in a playful and jousting manner with this huge phallus. Is, yeah, is is, is brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah, I, it's I really good. It's a really cool. I just really loved her. I thought she was so. I thought she was so cool, just in the way that she just didn't give, like, didn't give a shit. She was like, "No, fuck off. This is my house." Yeah. And I was really sad because I forgot that she she does die of her injuries, and I was really sad. Genuinely, really sad about it. Okay. I was like, oh, because she was cool. Yeah, she she uh, was cool. She was cool. I no fair play. She was so posh. It was it was it was brilliant. Um. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that scene. Really enjoyed that scene. No, it's cool. Um, yeah, and all of like the artwork and stuff. And it's quite funny because like the artwork in that in that scene isn't too dissimilar from the artwork he has in his own room. Well, this is it. I I did pick up on on the artwork and how how everything is very. It's all very sexual. Yeah. And, uh, throughout the film. I mean, it, you know, just everything. It's all, it's all sex, geared towards sex in one shape or another. Yeah, um, but that, that to me makes sense though, because he's narrating and he's obviously very sexually driven. Not only because because he's an absolute sadist, but in that way, but also he's a seventeen. Well, in, in the book as well, he's fifteen, like seventeen-year-old lad. And I feel like, you know, like okay, so if he's gonna have um, something explicit on his walls, it makes sense that it's something a bit more kind of like more arty because he that's his taste like he's into classical he's into sort of like more refined things like if he wasn't such a scuzzy little scumbag like he would probably be like he's a very intelligent guy and like he would probably you know be but it but it's more it, of a refiner taste of things yeah you know? but, it, but, it, but it's everywhere else though yeah for, for but, well, I mean, sorry, yeah, but what I was saying is that if it's his, it's through his narrative, so... I suppose, I suppose. Like, maybe it's to do with that. But um, equally, maybe not, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Food for hmm. thought, food for thought. Food for thought. What do you... But yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk, let's talk about, let's talk about Alex and, and his fellow droogs and the general kind of acting by everybody. What, what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah. Well, I think Malcolm McDowell is absolutely fantastic in this. Agreed. Um, I think that, again, we, you know, we'll talk about that later. Is that, like, I think he just has this real kind of like villainous charm. I think he has um, this real kind of like swagger to him. And I'm not saying no one else could do this role, but I'm very glad he did this role. I think that he just brings this real high energy, this real kind of like zany, loopy kind of just oddball aspect to this character which otherwise could have been played very straight laced very kind of like even with the language even with a lot of the language sounding like absolute nonsense like you know i think that it could have been very played very down the line and i think the fact that he plays it with this very like whimsical funny almost to a point of bit like calling it light-hearted aspect i think like is so genius and i don't Char know if that was charming. Him or Kubrick. it's very charming mm. you know um and yeah i think that the the rest of the, the other three i dim annoys the shit out of me okay um not because his acting's bad because i think he's actually great in that role but just the character annoys the shit out of me yeah yeah um and then the other two, I know Georgie Boy, like he sort of has a bit of a bit of a role, but I feel like Georgie Boy's character is just very kind of like meh. And I feel like I can't even remember the name of the other one, honestly. Um, like I just feel like they're very just like meh. But then yeah, 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 yeah. He I, does. He needs his little gang, but I just feel like aside from Dim, like I mean, he's the main player, obviously, in these. So yeah, he yeah. Was, he was the it was you know quite a singular performance, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, he's a powerhouse in this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, actually, I mean, we can can talk about it now. I was just basically saying, uh, you know, about superheroes, and he is very similar to the Joker. Um, mm. And you could almost sort of say that, you know, uh, Clockwork Orange is to ninety-seven, you know, is to ninety-seven to one as Joker is to two thousand nineteen. Do you, yeah. do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think the characters are so, so similar. Like, can you imagine if those two banded together and decided to go on a bit of carnage? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, he, he does actually, do, you know, we were saying earlier, and again, funny because Kubrick, obviously Jack Nicholson played Joker in the first live action, um, like in terms of the films, not in terms of the TV show. But, um, he has a real Jack Nicholson energy, actually. Yes, I he, feel, yes like he does. Yes, he does. Yes, in he that, does, yeah. again, in that gleeful kind of charming, care, yeah, charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his smile has that glint of something. His eyes kind of sparkle, and it doesn't. You know, it's not not helped by the fact that his eyes are incredibly blue. Um, but like, yeah, I feel like Malcolm McDowell has a bit of whatever that now, like, obviously. Jack Nicholson in The Shining by Kubrick is a very different role, but there is still a bit of that, you know, when he's like chasing Wendy or whatever, there's still a bit of that taunting, a bit of that, like almost enjoying it aspect to it. And I think that Malcolm McDowell has that same kind of thing. So I don't know whether, I don't, I don't think that necessarily is a Kubrick thing because Jack Nicholson obviously displays that in other films more so that isn't a Kubrick yeah. directed yes, movie. Yes, of course, yeah, yeah. But. I don't know, like it's, there's definitely like something there that I can see in each of them. And that's, I think that's 
that's funny that we both picked that up. Oh, that's cool. Did you know? Do you know that this film was originally going to be picked by Ken Russell, and that Mick Jagger yeah was going to be cast as Alex. How do you feel about that? How do you think that would work? Uh, I think it'd have been a very different film. I don't. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it could have been. I think it would have been very different. Obviously, I think. I think that Mick Jagger could have brought something kind of cool to the role. But I just don't think it would have had that refined je ne sais quoi. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know is a bit of a cop-out phrase, but I can't think of anything else. Um, that, that Malcolm McDowell. He just has this sparkle about him. Yes, And that's does, not yeah. to say that Mick Jagger doesn't have a sparkle because, you know, it's Mick Jagger and whatever. But I feel like Mick Jagger's kind of cool. Even though he does, you know, even though there's a bit of a zaniness to him, I feel like he's kind of cool. Whereas I feel like, you know, Alex isn't cool. He's confident, you know? And yeah, okay. I, I, I mean, have you seen Mick Jagger in, in any films? I haven't seen him in any films, no. I've seen him in The Stones, but okay. I've not seen so him I, in the film. I mean, I've only seen him in, I think it was Ned Kelly. Right, yeah, I've not seen that. Uh, I mean, he's that the one with Heath Ledger? Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's a film from the sort of 70s. Oh. Where he's, uh, I, mean, I, I, I think it's the same sort of thing. He's just basically like an outlaw. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't... I mean, he was all right in that. But then I don't think he kind of puts across his charisma that he portrays when he's on stage. Right. As a singer. So... Yeah, I like you say. I think it'd be a completely different film, but um, yeah. Well, hope uh, pleased that Ken Russell didn't. Yeah, I'm glad that it ended up the way that it did. Yeah, um, for sure. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't see it having the same pal as it does with Kubrick and McDowell. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. Um, so. Um, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you something. Um, what did you think um, of, like, as we're talking about extreme August, what did you think about the more extreme aspects of the film, like the rapes and the murders and the beatings? Well, <laughs> my daughter's just in here. Just sneaking, oh, no! <laughs> sneaking about, just trying to get stuff from the fridge. Go upstairs to bed floors. It's way past yeah, your bedtime, past even bedtime. for a summer holidays. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, can we skip that question? <laughs> I haven't got another question. Uh, okay, what about what about like the editing then? What about the we're safe with editing? What what about the editing? Uh, really, really well edited. Uh, yeah, I just I think it is really well done. Um, just I mean, yeah, just the whole thing, how it's all designed and and, and edited together I, I thought it was really well done what uh, did you think of like the speeding up and slowing down uh, uh, yeah i mean that was yeah because it almost added uh, again that kind of com comedy element yeah yeah you know he's go goes to the record store put, uh, picks up those birds and then takes them back and uh <laughs> basically yeah has his way takes you know takes the time with both of them 
And then, yeah, ten uh, eight minutes apparently. Yeah, I just love the fact that it's like when one one's undressing, is going with the other, and then yeah. it takes her clothes off and it comes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also I love that even more now that I know that that wasn't scripted and that was just Malcolm McDowell having fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I love the I think the editing actually is really like a, such a strong aspect to that film. Like talking about that. So what I thought was kind of interesting was how like the choice to make certain scenes sped up and certain scenes slow, scenes slowed down. So like it's like we speed up through like the quote unquote boring stuff. Like because although it's it's sex, it's consensual sex. Yeah. And like, you know, obviously like everyone likes a bit of porn, but like, you know what I mean? Like I just I feel like in the context of the film overall, that's probably one of the more boring bits. Um and so I like how it sort of like sped it up and then we slow down on like real violent bits, like when he's shoving them into the like he's he's smacking them his like droogs with the cane and shoving them into the river and stuff. Like that bit's all slowed down. Yeah, and it's like we savour yeah, yeah. the violence and we savour those moments and the moments that like really speak because you know like if we use these two examples uh, you know for argument's sake you know you've got alex who's pulled these two birds it's not as if like that was difficult it's not as if that's a challenge that's just a bit of fun on a, on a wednesday afternoon or whatever while he's supposed to be at school whereas like the stuff where he's being violent the stuff and it's also consensual so it's not going to be as exciting to him but the stuff where like you know he's um dancing about or he's beating someone up or he's you know he's he's in his element they're all really slowed down and it's almost like just to savor those moments and to like really take it all in because he would also be doing the same in those moments anytime he has kind of power um you know so i thought that was kind of cool i also love the quick edits of um that christ ornament that kind of like the uh oh what's it called like the the crucifixion um, ornament that he has and the way yeah, yeah. it edits together with the Beethoven like yeah I thought that was really cool I yeah, thought that, that was just was like very, very good I don't really know what the point of it was but I don't care because I just thought it was really well done <laughs> and, and also the bit you know when he's forced to watch forced to watch stuff well. yeah yeah that's such an iconic scene like it, there's so much about this film that is just iconic um, so I may well use that a lot, but that word, but, um, yeah, that whole bit is, is so cool. It's so like unsettling, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, like, what were you feeling like when you were watching that? What was I feeling? Like, yeah. Like what was this? <laughs> Tell me what you were feeling. Like, what were you, like, what were the thoughts that were kind of running through your head? Uh, anger and fear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, need, I need to have a sleep now. <laughs> This is scaring me. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I feel hit, sick. I feel sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just, yeah, I just thought like, it's, okay. So, did you start to empathise or sympathise with Alex at any point? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like oh, we yeah, shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't, but we do. He, oh yeah, no, he definitely becomes the anti-hero. Um, and it, it's from this point where I kind of feel sorry for him, I think, because he just is so vulnerable and he looks so helpless and he starts to like feel sick and he starts, to, I think he cries in it or something, or he, like he tries to anyway as much as you can when your eyes are forced wide open. Um, you know, like I, it's, it's from that moment on that I start to feel sorry for him and I just, I shouldn't. And I think... For me, I, I found him such a charming character 
from mm. from the off. Yeah. That although his actions were deplorable, I didn't see him as I don't know. I think it's just the way it was done. It, it was that he wasn't. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Do you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? He's he's evil. Yeah. He is evil. He's pure evil for what he's doing. But just the way they put him across and his charm and his poli- yeah. and his politeness. Yes, uh, he's so he's like real gentlemanly. He is, and he's educated. Yeah, and he's cultured. Yeah. Uh, but this is what's great. It's, it's it, you know, it's it's like it, it puts it puts you off guard. It and, does, yeah. And and I think that's why. Uh, it's like I, the Ted Bundy effect, almost. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. You yeah, don't expect yeah. him to have those qualities for doing when he does things that are just so evil. And I think it's very easy because at one point he gets called a monster, and he gets called a monster, I think, a fair few times in it. But. Like, he's more than that. He's not just this very kind of black and white evil doer. There's a lot more to him than just that. And the evil that he portrays is so... It's such a rounded evil. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... I don't know how else to describe it, but it's not just like... I think it's because of the way that he seems to just enjoy himself. You know? Like, for me, I just feel like... Um, that was my note on it. So it's like he just has this, like, even though, um, he does all these evil things, he just has this real kind of like this childishness to him, this exuberant energy, this kind of flamboyance, I guess. And Mm. it just, it makes him likable. It does. It does. Yeah. And he takes pleasure in doing these things the way that like other people take pleasure in any kind of hobby in and this is what i mean it's not just like oh i'm just going to be evil for evil's sake it like for him this is his fun he goes out with his friends and he does a little murder and he does a little raping and that's his day that's what he likes to do and he gets a real kind of not just an enjoyment but a real kind of like love of it because you know like he's he calls like i think uh, he calls it when he's narrating over the top of what he's seeing on the video before it really starts to like affect him he calls the blood flow like beautiful and lovely i think like those kinds Mm. of words Mm. um you know and so it's not really enough to simply call him a monster because he's got all of these other appealing qualities as well and even those associated with violence, he he takes those otherwise really abhorrent things and he kind of turns them into something kind of <laughs> cute and funny. I know. I, I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, do. I do. The better part of your brain's going, well, this is horrible. But then the other part is like, oh, look at him having fun. <laughs> Look at him with his friends. Yeah, with his oh, you do silly you. mask on. and yeah. yeah. And it's just, as I said, I'm going to use this word a lot, but it's just the best word I can describe it. It's just this gleeful, you know, yeah. way of being. Um, and it's hard not to be charmed by that. It's hard not to kind of fall in love with him a little bit in in one way or other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's so well written. It's so well done, you know. And the fact that Singing in the Rain was just like, 
Ah, oh, fuck. That's, All right, that comes to pure, mind. Let's do that one. Pure genius. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like, with you. What about, um, what about the scene when he's on stage? Like, uh, what do you okay. think of that scene? What do I think of that scene? Um... So like he's, yeah, he's obviously well, no, he's, he's had his treatment and they're testing it out in yeah, front of all of the big wigs. Uh, uh, again, it was uh, it was a bit oh okay, just kind of go. It was it didn't didn't have much an impact for me. Um, even with Tits McGee. Even what? Even with Tits McGee. Even with Tits McGee. Yeah, she's a good looking lass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Banging. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can see why you would uh, you'd be twi- twitching and oh, lordy. It's just again, it's just though it's the thing of like, of him like going for it, and then he's like, oh, I feel sick, and I just I don't know why I feel bad for him in that moment. Like I just shouldn't. I'm just like, oh, you're just fucking teasing him. That's just mean. That's, That's bullying. Messy. Yeah. Like, what are you being mean for? Like, and and the way that he gets like beaten up and stuff, and he gets t- he gets so humiliated having to lick the bottom of that shoe. Uh, yeah, but this is when that whole, you know, government aspect comes in and, mm. you know, how they're treating, you know. Is that, is that what kind of loses you then, that that kind of side of things? Sorry, say that again? Is that what kind of loses you, that sort of, that kind of commentary? Uh, uh, amuses me. No, loses you. Like, and, uh, it does it lose you. me? Uh, no, I, I, I suppose. Uh, yeah, well, it, it, yeah. I, I, yeah, I suppose I found it a little bit boring, I guess. It was just, you know, when he was in the hospital a bit later on and all the whole, you know, when the minister came to visit him, I was like, oh, okay. Really? See, this is the stuff that kind of, like, takes it from being, like, quite a cool movie to this is something special. Right, okay. But, you know, that's not surprising because subtext See, 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 I, see I, I'm, I'm not really into subtext at all. Really, Matt? I did not know this about you. Well, there we go. <laughs> where, where, that's all right. Whereas you're the opposite and you revel in it. Yes, but that's okay because that's what we we can do a bit of both. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, I've got a few bits that like about themes just because I feel it'd be remiss not to just because it is fairly kind of the- thematically heavy in this film. Um so yeah just like this kind of whole aspect of like choice versus like dictatorship almost um so like i feel like this film like just has a real kind of argument about whether it's right for any kind of person or or body like a governing body or whatever to have control over someone for someone to like lose their free will for the sake of like overall society protection so like more than just putting somebody in jail but like literally stripping them of who they are to the point like where they don't have a choice in what they do and whether that's an okay thing to do or uh, not if it means the safety of others okay go play devil devil's advocate here um go for it yeah do it do it but if that yeah if you're gonna go down that route and ensure that murderers and rapists etc etc are then turned into <laughs> z- almost like zombies 
Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, without free, free will and thought. Isn't that better for society? Yeah, but then... I mean, I'm not taking a side on this. And I don't... Ultimately, I don't think that the film takes a side. I think it just poses the questions. Um, so, like, for example, the chaplain, the guy who sort of seems to be out of everyone in this film, which, like, doesn't say much, but out of everyone in this film, he sort of seems to be more of the voice of reason. So he's saying, like, choice. Like, the boy has no real choice, has he? Like, he says, self-interest, the fear of physical pain drove him to that grotesque act of self-abasement. Its sincerity was clearly to be seen. He ceases to be a wrongdoer. He ceases also to be a creature capable of moral choice. So, I, again, like, I'm, I'm not really taking either side on this one. Like, I totally see why people would say that that is worthwhile like you do these horrible things and then if it means taking away your free will your this, choice this then is that's your fine. punishment this is your punishment. yeah but at the same time you could also argue that like well he's still because the whole thing is like he's cured and he can go back into society and technically when that happens like you should be not only reformed but that's your punishment over do you know what i mean like and that's you you've served your punishment you've served your time but he's still suffering because free will is one of like the core elements to humanity it's you know your choices your morals your, you know the decisions you make day to day is what kind of is like the building blocks for who you are and how you demonstrate who you are as a person so if you remove that then well who are you you've lost everything that makes you you but then you're just a number you're just a prison number yeah but then but then keep them in prison don't release them and say go on then because the whole point of people being released is that they've served their time but, but then they can still be a part of society though right but and, then this and, is, and I think comes good, into and do good things and be better people yeah but like not really because what this film says what this film shows is that they've lost who they are they've lost the spark that makes them them and you just end up wholly depressed and you could even argue if you want to be very pragmatic about it especially in the uk where you know we have the nhs and stuff you got someone who's depressed they're then going to take nhs um uh resources for medication for therapy for all the rest of it and then they end up potentially committing suicide anyway they can't get back to what they were because who they were has been stripped has been stripped of them against their will well not in this case he volunteered but like you would expect it to be like against their will if this kind of thing came into play and you know so it's just like well why don't you just give them the death penalty then it's cheaper gosh it yeah, takes them out of their is. misery i suppose it is and then it's like well okay then what if you're not okay with the death penalty then why are you okay with this like and i'm not saying that this is what i think no, but no, i'm no, just I, I'm posing I know, the I questions just, again i'm not trying to like be like dude you know anything but i'm just i'm posing the questions like where does that Throw, line throwing the ideas about that yeah like where, where's the line cross yeah, and I, then I also that. if you have like a, if you have a society where the government thinks that that's like you know that that's within human rights and for the greater greater good and all of that greater good greater good um you know where does it stop does it like just stop for murderers does it stop for bank robbers does it stop for oh does it get to the point where if you sell a bit of weed do you are you a dangerous society are you do you know what I mean like it's that that sense of morality evil like weed. where do you stop it's evil, evil, like, evil that weed. evil weed but you can I mean up until recently you could go to jail for being um you know for dealing a little bit of weed and probably get more time than someone who was a was a rapist yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, well, where do you, where do you end this? Where's the line? And when you, if you do 
have that happen if you do take away somebody's free will someone's free choice you take away their morals you take away the essence of who they are even if who they are is a not a nice person what gives you the right to, d to do that in that case we should have anarchy and then we should be make your own decisions what you want to do <laughs> well i mean i'm not saying you can't go without consequence but i'm saying no, like, know, if you really think that that person needs to have their freedom stripped then just keep them in jail yeah because it's it's still going to cost like but the whole thing of this is in this film is that it's not about the person it's about like re-election it's uh, about at the end yes of course yeah it's yeah. about like he doesn't even uh, no. care he reverses the whole fucking oh, thing no i know he doesn't care when he wants to do his photo shoot and it's like oh you know come exactly. to see how you are yeah yeah exactly it's all complete bullshit yeah, it's you know so this is what i mean like you can't if your if your whole thing is literally to just make that thing and it is for the greater good for the society for public whatever it's like well all right fine i think i think that might be a little bit skewed or like where is that line but fine but in this film and generally i do believe in life with most politicians it's not even about the message it's about what people want to hear so that you get re-elected or, or like oh well, yeah the yeah, fastest yeah results so that you can get like more power and this is what i think this film really comes down to is the abuse of power because everybody in it apart from a few side characters or a few victims abuses their power very good you know very good point yeah 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 to the point even if you think right real quick where's my little thing on it so okay so even mr alexander who's the guy who gets um mr alexander oh right yeah yeah bald the, dude yeah the, balding uh, dude it's weird yeah hair. yeah the, yeah the guy who like is um <laughs> the victim at the beginning and then he comes back around later on so he's been a victim of extreme violence <laughs> what are you i know at? i'm just laughing his, his when he gets angry later on Oh, his, his stupid himself. face. <laughs> oh, see, oh, see, that was the thing where it's like um, he was worried that it was going to be over the top, but apparently Kubrick. He said, "Do you know what he said? He said it felt like he was just trying to take a shit." Oh God, it looked like he was trying to take a shit. Yeah, but it was like a really angry that's exactly, shit. That's <laughs> rage shit. <laughs> but that's apparently what Kubrick wanted, and apparently he was like um, the actor was saying to Malcolm McDowell, "Like, I feel really stupid. Is this like?" And it's he was too like, over the top. It was too. Over I the top. don't think it is. I think it's. I think it fits with the over the topness of this film. Everything's over okay. the top in this no, film. Fair enough. Oh, did you um, experience the dark side at any point in this film? The, oh, the dark side. Yeah. I feel like I need to. I should be knowing what this is. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. David Prowse. Yeah. Yeah. With his very short shorts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, quite understand where he came from, but oh, because I think he's supposed to be his carer because like his wife died and he's on his own in his wheelchair. Bound. So, so he's just gonna have his carer. muscle bound. It's very muscle bound. Very homoerotic. <laughs> it was very homoerotic. I was like, okay, that, that was a bit left field. So I feel like him and and uh deltoid would, would get on well because he's a character and a half certainly is fucking hell oh yeah um, <laughs> the yeah the oh, like, parole officer bloke or whatever it? he is yes <laughs> yes. yes oh i mean that's just a he's, horrific he's uh like a uh, representation but met your pretty funny though. Met your mother on the way to work, yes? And yes. A pain, yes? Extreme yes. violence, yes? Yes. 
just grabs him by the balls. All right, oh, then, love. Oh, he's... Uh, I found him. Yeah, he's very creepy. He's isn't disgusting, he? actually. He's, 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 to be honest, in my eyes, he's probably the worst of them. Yeah. At least the others don't really pretend to, like, you know, like, there's no bullshit with them. With this, he's just very just, creepy and ugh. slimy and... Filthy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But what I was going to say, yeah, so Mr. Alexander, a uh, wheelchair-bound bloke at the end, even though he is a victim of this extreme violence, even though he lost his wife, well, he believes that he lost his wife to... Um, what happened to her and the rape and everything and gone through all of that he still believes in the notion of free will and you know he's very much like worried that he's going to become that sorry he, he's very much worried that we're going to become a dictated state in which that you know we've just become like mindless drones for the sake of peace and order right yeah so he claims to value the free will of people but right once he finds out that alex is who he is he then drugs and tortures him to the point of docility. Like, like he pass, Alex passes out, and then he's completely crippled by the Beethoven's Ninth um, that he plays at like massive volume, um, and it basically does exactly what the government did to him. Just and also just to suit his own means and his own kind of version of justice and justification. And then the further irony of this is that those actions then cause him to lose his own freedoms as he ends up in jail for them like we find out later on he's gone to jail because of what he did to alex so it's just like do you know what i mean it's this kind of thing of like well everyone has their own abuse of power everyone you can have this whole ideal of what's right or what's wrong and it's very kind of but when it comes down to when it comes to personal circumstance or when you're really in it are you any better than anybody else? Or do you just do what you need to do to have what you feel is the right is outcome? the right thing. You know? And then, as I say, at the end of it, it didn't matter because he ended up in jail anyway. So, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. You right there? You know, <coughs> I just went down my throat a little bit there. <coughs> more Rocky. More Rocky. Or have you stopped? I got a bit of water. Okay. Um, that's all good. Um... So, yeah, so it's kind of like... And then on the flip side, you've got, like, the government minister who's all in favour of, like, Alex being this little zombie and, and foregoing his free will for, quote-unquote, the sake of the people. But as we said earlier, like, by the end, it's so obvious that he doesn't really believe any of those things either. It's just what it will keep him in power. Um, because they then, once the backlash of the media and everything happens... They then just revert Alex back to his sadistic ways. It doesn't matter. Mm, like, mm. He's not a threat. He's clear. Well, they don't think he's enough of a threat. It's not enough to justify what's happened. Otherwise, they would stick by it. They'd be like, look, we get where you're coming from. But trust us, this guy is a real menace. We need to keep him docile. But they don't. As soon as like the public flip on them, they're like, oh, no, fuck it. Put it back. Put it back. Put it back. It's yeah. not worth it. It's yeah, not yeah. worth it. Yeah. And then they strike a deal. And Alex is presumably going along with it. You know, he seems all right. But I can only imagine that's to a degree, you know, as, as, as long as he's getting something from it or, you know, doesn't get bored. Because he's the ending kind of leaves it very open. It but does, you have this glint yeah. in his eye where he's kind of like, yo, you think you're in control, but he's probably going to fuck you over at some point. And again, it all brings it back. Like, who has the right to control anyone? Do, like, do, you, it, do you think you the know? ending left open for a, a part two? Um, no, that, so this is an interesting thing with the ending. So, with the ending in the book, right, the US version, so the so other versions, like the UK version and stuff, had this ending where um, Alex does all the stuff with the government and then he basically comes round on his own to, because he meets up with 
I think it's Pete is the other name of the druid, um, the one that I wasn't really that worried about. Um, and he meets up with him like years on because he's not a police officer. That's right. Or okay, yeah. Um, and he's got a wife, he's got a job and stuff, and he's kind of just living, leading a bit of a normal life. He's sort of learned the error of his ways. And Alex realizes that actually he wants a bit of that. And he comes round on his own to having those things. And Kubrick, because that version wasn't in the US version, Kubrick never realised about that until after they were sort of in production. Uh, and then it was okay. like too late by that point. So for him, that was just how the book ended. Okay. Oh, uh, right. Okay. So, yeah. yeah that's fair um, That's fair enough. Because, yeah, internet went a thing back in 71 or whenever. Yeah. Okay. Should we, should we round this up then? Should we get get down to um, uh, to, to points scores. to scores scores door scores what scores scores on the doors what the sc- yeah what the scores oh yeah you, yeah I think, anyone British I will know think what I, mean. I know what your score is going to be yeah what do you think I think it's going to be ten out of ten almost oh. almost it's a nine point five yard blockos which is balls. <laughs> Out of 10. Okay. Out of interest, what what took it away from a 10? Couldn't even tell you. Okay, that's fair enough. Which I know is such a cop-out. That's fair enough. But I guess it's just... The the components of it all all work for me. Okay. But it just, I guess... There is an aspect... Maybe it's just similar to kind of what you picked up on. The... Okay. Although I don't feel it as strongly as you, but it just it doesn't have that total like fuck yeah. Okay, yeah, kind that's of fair enough. Thing on that's it. Fair Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's a nine point five, but I can't fault it. I really can't fault it. But yeah, nine point five yard blockers out of ten. Okay. What about you? That's a good chat. What well, I I'm gonna go for a seven. Okay, that is pretty respectable. Actually. And, and uh, I'm, I'm sure there's people going, oh my god, what the hell is this guy on? Um. But, but it, is, it is just just how I feel, so don't don't shoot me down. No, uh, but again, on the mat scale, seven. When you've got Alien giving it an eight, that seven's pretty fucking high for you. What did I give it? I gave a nine to. Uh, you gave a nine to. To uh, fuck, America, uh, American Psycho. Oh yeah, was it that one? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. Okay, I mean it's. I'll tell you what, this would make a great double bill with American Psycho, I reckon. Actually, discussing it, I, I, I'll be. I'm going to be honest. I was going to get a six point five, but talking about it, I think. Yeah, thinking about it more, I have raised my score up to a seven. I will take that, and I'm happy that I was able to contribute to its extra point five, extra half an inch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need an extra half an inch skate, but... <laughs> it, it counts. It, trusts, it, it, it all counts. counts. It all counts. It all counts. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Cool. Seven, so, seven ceramic phalluses out of ten. Nice one. I love we always went with, like, ball and penis stuff. Yeah, it's all good. Cool. All right, then. Well, that is A Clockwork Orange. Everyone check it out if you can, if you haven't already. Um, yes. Our next film... Oh. Oh. Oh, I think that, I don't think this is going to be as long of a chat, honestly. Yeah, sorry, who it? It's what? I don't think this is going to be as long of a chat, honestly. Uh, I suspect not. I think, in fairness, it might be our shortest chat ever. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, right. <clears throat> anyway, so, so, so this is, our next this is film. Atroz. 
also known as Atrocious, which is your pick, Aptly named, Kate. is my pick. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I've ever hated myself more. T- t- tell, it, tell the listeners why you picked um, Atrocious, a.k.a. Atrocious, from 2015. Because fuck you, Matt. Because fuck off is why. Because you picked a Serbian film last time and I wanted to get my own back but didn't really think about the fact I'd have to watch it as well. Yeah, that's just like the dumbest thing. (laughs) I know, I just thought, yeah, revenge, revenge. And I was thinking, yeah, you got to watch it. you got to watch it. (laughs) Pass me is a fucking idiot. I'm going to hold my hands up. Pass me is an absolute fucking tool of a twat. That was a proper snort then. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... I just... Oh. Right, yeah. let's get into it. Fucking hell. Here's a fucking trailer. Ugh. And we'll be back after the trailer to discuss Atroz slash Atrocious slash aptly named from 2015. Yay. Yeah. And we're back. That was the trailer for Atroz. I don't know what it's like. Maybe you enjoyed it. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just done. Oh. Right. <clears throat> I feel like um, we should maybe disclaimer this one like we did with the Serbian film last time. Because although the film is just trash, um, it's, it still deals with like pretty huh? horrific things. So maybe we should put a disclaimer on, like, for this also, because yes, there's a lot of bits. So I would say, there's I would say there's no child stuff. There's no children stuff in this. Thank God for that. Thank Christ. Yeah. Um, But there is a lot of. There is a lot of just everything else, like everything else. Necrophilia. 
scat. Scat. Oh, stuff. I just, uh. Nice <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I just, I want to say that before we recorded tonight. Ow, fuck. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Ow. What the fuck did I just put my foot on? Is that like a pin on the floor? Hmm? <laughs> Fucking do. Anyway, right. Oh, atrocious. Atrocious, right, yeah. So, anyways, there's a lot of everything else. It's just, it's pretty fucking awful. And I did put, like you did, I did put an apology out on the page. Which I I, I was straight on to. Yeah, I watched, so, <clears throat> um, I watched it a few days ago. Um, but because I was, like, really sick, it didn't really, like, occur to me. And then today I was just like, yeah, no, I should probably apologise as well. <laughs> because I think in some ways this is actually worse than a Serbian film. Which I never thought I would say. Like, remember last time we were like, oh, whatever I choose is not going to be this bad. Um, yeah. Hold my hold my beer? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely aspects I was just like, holy shit, why the fuck am I watching this? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck did I do? What the fuck did I do? And I, I like, don't have many regrets I, in life, I was, but this uh, yeah. is one of them. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was actually laughing inside, knowing full well that you're having to watch this as well. Yeah, like you knew I hadn't seen it at that point. <laughs> Just. But that that actually tickles me with glee. Oh, it brings out a bit of the Alex in you, does oh, it? I guess it does. I'm so pleased. So anyways, I'm going to put a timestamp on this episode as well, just because, as I said in the last one, not all of our listeners are like horror heads. They're not. And this, I think, it pushes the boat out even for like the average horror head so so anyways <clears throat> i will put timestamps as well but be warned if you want to listen go ahead i don't recommend you watch it i'll be honest it's showing my guns on it a little bit early but i don't give a fuck so i wouldn't don't necessarily recommend people watch it but i do maybe recommend that if you are of a more sensitive disposition that you skip this chat and head to the end <laughs> Um, so I'm going to crack on with the trivia now we've given this warning. Um, there's not a lot, shockingly. <laughs> Amazingly, people don't really want to dig into this film. I'm still laughing. Shut up. Ugh. So, right, anyway, professional head, shouldn't whinge and moan about it. Being professional, we'll, we'll talk about this properly. So, parts of the film were crowdfunded and had a budget of around $7,000. That's, that's very evident. Yeah, but also, though, fair play, $7,000. Like, what is that? That's, like, five grand? It's not much at all. It's really not much. So, I kind of have to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you there. To, to, yeah, to make yeah, a, a full yeah. feature film. Yeah. With, like, we'll go into it, but I would say pretty good effects for the most part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it. Um, so, oh, I can never pronounce his name. Ruggiero Diota. Wait, Diodato? Sorry. The, the director of Cannibal Holocaust. Sorry, the who? Ruggiero Di. Who is this? The director of Cannibal Holocaust. Ruggiero Diodato. Oh, right, okay. Is that his name? Fuck, I don't know. Um, was the associate producer. Oh, no surprises there. <laughs> and the presenter of the film. Now, I'm not sure what that means because it's an actual credit that he's been given on IMDb. And I don't know if that, like, I don't know if that's, like, if he does, like, a little bit of a an intro on the DVD release or if he, that means he presents it on the initial I kind of premieres do. at festivals. 
I don't know. Anyway, whatever that is, he does it. The finished film was... This is how desperate I am for trivia. The finished film was distributed by Unearthed Films under the name Atrocious on DVD and Blu-ray. The German language version came as a media book on the Dutch label Extreme. Due to the snuff and episode film elements, the film is reminiscent of similar hard torture porns such as... Guess what's listed? Mm, a Serbian film, A Serbian film! And the guinea pig film series, which you mentioned last time. As well as episode films such as the ABCs of Death and Mexico Barber. Um, as with similar horror films, the film was only reviewed by genre sites and magazines with the harsh splatter scenes making it impossible for mainstream audiences to access it. The reviews vary from a strong film for genre fans to a difficult film in which violence is used for its own sake to a quote, and I quote, silly, brutal comic. Mm. Doesn't even make sense, but all right. Um, stated to be the most violent Mexican movie ever made. I can see that. Yep, can see that too. <laughs> That's what I got for trivia. Okay. So I'd never seen this film before. <laughs> and you'll never, and you'll never see that. it again. <laughs> Wish I could still say that. Um, it's pretty. All right, I got my drink. Pretty atrocious. <laughs> it's it's pretty fucking atrocious. Okay, so basically, uh, breakdown of the film because I can't imagine loads of people have seen it, and I definitely don't recommend you do. Um, Basically, uh, right, there's this car accident where somebody dies and the two perpetrators get arrested by this copper. The copper finds this tape where basically it's these two guys torturing and murdering a transgender prostitute. Then they go to where that was supposed to have happened and then they find another tape where one of the guys is torturing and murdering a stripper. Then they have find another tape where it reveals all about his backstory of the, when he was younger not a kid but just like in his I don't know late teens early 20s where his parents find out that he's in fact gay and then how they just are horrifically abusive of him and then the tables turn and oh look him and his weird sister girlfriend yes that's right sister girlfriend um then <laughs> turn the tables and brutally torture torture and murder them the end oh I'm, la I'm laughing oh and there's a little bit where they try and shoehorn in some fucking conspiracy bullshit and how it's all like a whole kind of thing and it's an experiment and blah blah trying to give it some sense where basically it's just an excuse to be awful to people who are a minority in and LGBTQ, and quite honestly, this film is just, well, atrocious. So, so <laughs> there. This film was made five years after a Serbian film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, no, I'll, I'll get to that question later. Yeah, well, I know what you're going to ask me. Okay. Ask me at the end. <laughs> oh, actually, the scores will probably tell me anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. So, it's okay. This is your first watch. Yep. Um, is there anything that you can take from this that uh, you find you found enjoyable? Okay. So, for the record, I just want to state that when I was looking up films for this extreme August, which, by the way, let's just not forget that this is Matt's idea for a fucking month. And, and, so, and rightly so, though. Uh, Actually, yeah. in, in reality, 
No, it's good. It, it is good. It, I was, it, I was all good, up for it. It's good to go out of our comfort zones and experience film, which is not nice. It is, yeah. And we can't also as well, like, we can't have films that are like, yeah, 10 out of 10s all the time, because it gets boring. So, fair enough. We'll just, we'll go to the other, complete other end of the scale. Um... <laughs> I genuinely, though, looking at the synopsis... So, oh, we haven't even done that, have we? Fuck my life. Right, here we go. So, uh, right, I've got to stop making that noise because uh, it's just going to be me doing that the whole time. So, while examining a traffic accident where a woman was badly hurt, the unorthodox police commander... Unorthodox is putting it lightly. I'm going to get into that anyway. Finds proof of even more gruesome facts and decides to deal out vengeful justice. That synopsis sounds all right. It does. It does. It sounds normal-ish for it a. It sounds like it's a cool crime thriller, kind of seven, kind of saw, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like that. And I thought it was going to be something like that, but a bit more extreme, based off the parental guidance. Severe, 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 severe on there. And I, I did sort of say, can we? Yeah, let, let's try and go for some extreme films. Didn't yeah, I? You didn't did. I? I did. I, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. There were some films that you put forward, and I was like, mm, "That's not quite what, what I was looking for." Yeah, I mean, so I was like, I mean, right, we could well, have gone fine, for we'll Martyrs, which others had discussed before. And I've discussed that film on various occasions on other shows in one way, shape, or form. Usually about how horrific my first experience was with it. I just like, I, I feel like I've discussed it enough discussed it enough like we could do maybe do it another time but i was just like well the first if i wanted the first time we do this i kind of want to talk about something that is a bit different and also maybe just not so well known and, as well, uh, I yeah like the first i mean then, we did last I, I don't time know anybody really well who's, who's spoken about atrocious no i don't know about anyone who's spoken about this <clears throat> now i know why duncan has seen it because i kind of spoke to him like oh, i've got any suggestions or whatever and i put this for and he was just like it's all right <laughs> Um, which after watching this I'm actually quite surprised that he gave it such high praise um, but I was just like look I'm not going for like the best film ever I just need something extreme so and what I could tell from the bits on here it seemed that that was going to tick the boxes and I thought as well because I knew that it was a transgendered person that they were attacking and I thought May maybe maybe there's some kind of social commentary that I can glean from this <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. No, not from no. 2015 Mexico. There certainly isn't. Well, this is the other thing. I thought it was 2015. Do you know what I mean? Like, if this was, like, I don't know, 19-something or other, then I'd be like, well, no, it's obviously not. But I thought 2015, we've grown as people, but, <coughs> no, apparently not. So, um, I, yeah, I don't... Yeah. I mean, I, forgive me if you're from Mexico, and I don't really know, but from what I can glean, I would imagine not i don't know to say i genuinely i don't know either which way i don't really i don't uh, know a single mexican person to even be able to say well i know this one person who's like pretty progressive or whatever i don't know okay yeah that's but fair enough okay maybe we'll we'll put that aside because this one film doesn't represent the whole of the country absolutely so. right um, but anyways, past me is a fucking idiot. So, <laughs> um, we have got in this film... Oh, yeah, so the director and the writer is someone called Lex Ortega. Um, and then there's a collaborative writer called Sergio Tello. That name rings a bell. Let's have a look and see if they are of anything. No. Right. Um, so, it stars David Abusavi, Lorette Flores, Eleda 
Gerardo, yeah. Dana Carvelas, uh-huh. Patricia Lee, Orlando Mogul, <laughs> Miguel Angel Nava. Oh, oh, fuck off. Yes. <laughs> you didn't know. Lex Ortega is. No, I didn't even fucking clock that. Lex right. Ortega is, is the main um, man. The main. The main guy. Goyo. Cool. All right then. Uh, Carlos Padilla, Julio Rivera, Florent. Oh, Julio Rivera. That's such a. Julio Rivera. Yeah, not quite Julio Iglesias, but you know, on his way. Um, Florencia Rios, Carlos Valencia. Well done. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Well done. My little Spanish lilt at the end. I thought it got stronger and stronger as it went. Probably because the booze. A little bit more. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely the booze. I took I took a big downer before I started this chat, honestly. So a big downer. Yeah. Oh, shit, big so swig well. of downer, please. Big swig of downer. <laughs> the, the tagline for this film. Um, Brilliant. So anyway, um, right. So okay, good things about this film. <laughs> Fastest minute of your life. Good things about this film. I think, I think that for the most part, the effects are pretty good. I feel like the camera work sometimes is used to its benefit. Like, for example, when he's using the camera to smash in the prostitute's head. Like, I felt like that was really shocking. The bit where we're following the punches when yeah. they're punching in the, the prostitute at the beginning's head. A lot of fucking head pummeling in this film. Um, I felt like that that was like, oh, fucking hell, like, for me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I felt like that was done to really good effect. I felt like, oh, the bit where he, like, hammers in his, hammers off even his um, fucking nail. <laughs> oh, God. You know, yeah. when the cop is torturing him, I thought that was yeah. that was really good. I thought like a lot of the effects and the gore were done really well, um, especially when you consider what a small budget it was on. I mean, clearly that's where the money went. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Seven thousand dollars. Yeah, dollars as well. That's it, like what four or five grand here. You could. I mean, my car cost more than that. It's it's yeah. It's it's clever how they've managed to use so minimal amount of money yeah to create and of course this for the most part is found footage in indeed like, you know, in its own way so that that's always the cheap way of making film yeah but i do feel like unlike some other found in fact most found footage which relies on like shadows and noises and jump scares this is full in gore nastiness just real nastiness and it doesn't shy away from it at all there's no like panning away for the most part there's no do you know what i mean like there's none of that that would save effects it's like you see a lot of it you see more than you want and a lot of it mm-hmm. you know um so i have to kind of give it props for that runtime is is 79 minutes yeah, yeah we're happy with that thank god honestly this film could be half of that and I don't think it would actually miss anything because so much of it is just just gore and stuff like I just feel like there's a lot of it that you could cut and it wouldn't really necessarily I would you would still follow this quote unquote story and do you know what I mean like I feel like I, I, I do 
Maybe not half, but a good 20. Like, this could be an hour-long film, easy. The, But obviously the director's wanting to go down a different route than... I mean, I, 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 we'll get to this, but obviously he's just wanting to put some stuff together, which is extreme, basically. Yes. So, yes. so therefore, the runtime will, it, although short, I don't think can be shortened in his eyes. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. I just feel like, for me, I feel like because this stuff, this quote-unquote reveal at the end of him oh i'm part of this whole like what's it called it's i've got it written here hold on um right-wing terrorism fucking social cleansing project that was it social cleansing project Ugh. um like i just feel like if that was just so shoehorned and thrown in at the end i feel like take some of that time take even maybe a bit of that budget and give us a little bit more of that you know uh, right like, right from the the police commandants yeah yeah because i'm like that's kind of interesting i don't feel like that's actually what's happening here i think that that's just hey let's try and ground this somehow so we're not completely cancelled but like yeah. I think that if they had explored that a bit more, this film would have still not have been amazing. But it would have been, it would have had just a bit more substance. It would have had a bit more going on for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. You can still have all the gore and nastiness and whatever, but I just feel like maybe take a little bit of that away and put in some actual story. Well, this is where I think this film is far superior to the likes of. Um, a Serbian film. Okay. For, for, for me, for me personally, see. Wh yeah. Whereas I thought that was well done, and I'll, the the I, I I I personally think both directors wanted to to do what they wanted to do. They wanted to push boundaries, mm -hmm. and they wanted to put it down on film. However, a Serbian film did it so much better uh, yes. and made a cohesive storyline yeah. to it whereas and and i mean obviously had, had a bigger budget but um did it so much better the writing is better i mean this <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's just i think oh it's just literally gore for gore's sakes and loosely tied together for this kind of weird storyline which i don't know it's still it, it was just a bit it, it it's it's a poor man's serving film i think yeah yeah i i kind of agree i, I just i mean i i never thought i'd say this but <laughs> I prefer a Serbian film. I know, and I, I know. And, and the only reason I'm using that as like a pillar is because of, we had it last time and obviously like my reaction to a Serbian film was so like, it's such a gut punch that film. Like it really just affected me for days. And although it wasn't, obviously like last time I talked about how the reasons for and how it affected me is not 
how I want to feel when I'm watching a film, I would, I appreciate the fact that it, it had good writing in terms of the plot made sense, the way that it escalated. And although there were one, maybe two aspects of that film that I felt were unnecessary to forward that yeah, plot and were yeah. just put in for sake, for the shock's sake, the majority of that film, even though it was shocking, made sense for the context within that film. This film, however, is just, it's truly mindless. It has no real plot. It's grotesque, I would say, even higher than a Serbian film, because although the things, the one or two aspects of a Serbian film that, that it's famous for and that are awful and so horrific, this, however, there's one or two things in that, whereas this one is just constant attempts at taboo breaking. It's just a, t it's literally a tick box of what things do you not see in film because they're too horrible? It's crude. It's truly unnecessary. And, you know, as I said before, like a Serbian film is necessary for the plot a lot of the time. Like it, the way that it escalates, it makes sense for what's happening. But, and, and as well, there's things like the score, cinematography and things that, that for me worked in a Serbian film that I thought deserved merit. To contrast with that, this is just, it feels cheap. It, and I know it's, and I know it's on a low budget, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. you've got a film like The Battery, for example, okay? It's just come out, I've just talked about it. Battery was made on six, six thousand dollars. Wow. US was dollars. It, was it really? Bloody mm -hmm. hell, wow. Clearly you've listened to the episode, Jesus. Not, 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 so, not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, six thousand dollars that film was made for. That film is amazing. On even on a budget, let alone six thousand dollars, this is seven thousand dollars, and it is it feels cheap and nasty, and it is just cheap and nasty to me. Like, yeah. I just I am so grateful for that seventy nine minute runtime because I just just want to turn it off. Yeah, I just I like at least with a Serbian film, I was curious to see where it went in terms of how this character would turn out. I have, I, 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 this is the biggest sin. I don't give a fuck about any of these characters, any of them, apart from the transgender prostitute at the beginning, who I truly felt awful for, and a little bit, a little bit of the main blokey when he was younger, Goyo, um, but, you know, but, because, because he, because yeah. of the horrific rejection he receives from his family, and because I know that like that is what happens sometimes with with lgbtq kids and their family if their family are, are transphobic or homophobic or whatever you know that it, abuse like that can happen rejection like that can happen so i i did feel something in that moment beyond just the horrificness of what was happening in that scene i did feel an emotional pull on that too but even with that it gets to a certain point. I'm like, nah, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I like, do you know it. what I mean? Like, so any kind of redemption <clears throat> that I was going to have for this film, two minutes later, it's ruined because they have to go to this level, which is so unnecessary for anything other than just to be like, look what we have done. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost like one-upmanship or yeah. pe uh, a penis extension exercise <laughs> yeah very well put Matt. Well, it, so, but, but, like, but it is it's, it's literally it's like hey yeah. hey serbian film you did that so let's 
let's you know we'll show you yeah, uh, yeah. the mexican version and yeah and or even any any extreme film do you know what i mean like i feel like it is just that it's not even about the like quote unquote art of it it's about no nah, let's see what we can do better we can do better we can we, we can, can do, or we can do push worse. push the boundaries that, that little bit further like i was i was clocked out as soon as the scat at the beginning came into it uh, yeah, <laughs> me too i was like uh, is that when you when was the bit where you messaged me by the way because you messaged me and you were just like oh fucking hell kate what uh, I, like, I, which I bit think, was it i think it was literally at that stage when they got the transgender uh lady into the um into the room and then it was uh, she was beaten and then uh, oh, fucking hell. was it when they peed in the wound because that was awful uh, so for context for people because obviously people probably haven't seen this so basically they had this this transgender prostitute dressed uh, like um like uh, tied to a to a chair right beating the shit out of and then because um, presume, I mean, I'm saying transgender, they call her transvestite, but it looks to me that she's had top surgery. So for me, that would suggest that she's transgender as opposed to like someone who just enjoys dressing up in women's clothes, but doesn't actually identify as a woman. Um, and, and so they cut open her implants and then he pees into them. Yeah. What the fuck? It was just like, Jesus. Like What's... what the fuck? Like that was after the bit where they basically smeared oh, her, that's, her that's own right, poo she, all over her and her face. She and she 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 had shat herself basically. Yeah. Also, I don't know why she shat herself like that. Through it, you know, with fear, and then. No, but I mean that that consistency. I would say right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something she ate. Mm, yeah. Um. Anyway, <sighs> you know, and yeah. it was at that stage when when the dude starts putting it around his lips and on his tongue and I was just like ah you know what no <laughs> fucking hell out. out seriously man really <laughs> I yeah no that's literally what I put in my notes I went I, went, I mean come on seriously um, is literally what my notes just, say uh, yeah. also right gore and stuff aside what fucking reason do they have for filming any of this not just the bit at the beginning, but the bit with the prostitute, or the stripper, or the bit of the childhood. Like, who the fuck's filming this? Why are they filming this? No, no one, there is no reason giving for them filming any of this no, stuff. No, that's right. And yet, because it, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a very, very good shout, actually. I, I, I thought the tie-in for the the reasoning for the, fa the use of fan footage was very well done. However, what was however, the reasoning? What's that, sorry? What was the reason? I didn't even pick up on any reason. It was just like, oh, this is for shits and giggles. No, fuck, that was a bad phrase. But like, you know. Well, no, no, no. How, how they basically, they're using the normal narrative style and then it's like, oh, like, well, we found these tapes. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. That actually reminded me of um, of Evil Dead, Biohazard, uh, not Evil Dead, Resident Evil, Biohazard, the game, you know, where you go into the... You put the of video course. tapes and, in, and then, and then you, you go. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, I thought that was like, yeah, I like. This is the thing. The cop stuff, as stupid as all that fucking was, in a lot of ways, there were elements that were like, why did you not run with this? Why did you not go further into that? Why, like, this is the cool kind of stuff. Mm. It, 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 uh, yeah, just literally. I mean the, I mean that scene, scene, uh, 
the opening scene with the transgender uh, lady. It was just, uh, it was just, it was just so bloody unnecessary. It, it was. It was just it really like, was. well, it was. It was like it was a, a dick flexing exercise of, okay, you've done this and we can do this, and yeah. and we can get away with it with the censorships and yeah. And there was so much of this film that just flat out didn't make sense. So not only just like, why are you recording any of this? That makes no sense. And you're not even trying to even give a reason. But also as well, just things like, little things. Like, for example, like this is stuff that probably you didn't pick up on, but I very much do. But like, just the lack of respect for transgender people. Now, again, not going to get into whether that's a cultural thing or not. But when it comes, small things, like when it comes to pronouns. So, as I said, I'm assuming that the victim is transgender being that she, she's had top surgery okay then and for those who don't know top surgery is when like you know for example if you are born biologically a female and you identify as a male and then you have your breasts removed or vice versa so in this case obviously um born biologically male identifies as a woman has breast surgery to have breasts right but then the weirdly the torturers show more respect because they're using the proper pronoun of she whereas the cops refer to her as he and considering that the commissioner plot twist spoiler alert the commissioner turns out to be her brother mm. like you would think and the whole thing is that he's so mad because he's done th this guy has done this to his sister and whatever and blah blah you know and like all of this um so but you're not going to take the time to like i don't know like maybe that's just asking too much but it just doesn't seem to make sense that at one point they're getting the pronoun right like if anything they should just be calling her a he the whole time just to show that the fact that there's just like a severe lack of respect for transgender roles within society there it just seems weird that if you're going to get it right half the time it would be for the people that clearly got no respect for that that character as opposed to the the character that apparently does have respect and cares for her do you know what i mean mm -hmm. Are there any positives out of this? Film? I've got. I've done the positives: the runtime and the good effects. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. What about you? Okay, so yeah. What about like? Okay, is there anything else that you want to add to that? Because no, I, I, like I said, I, I think how they've um, integrated the fan footage into the um, into the narrative filming. I thought they'd done that well. Um, you know, it wasn't. You know, it it it, just, it flowed. It didn't feel sort of gimmicky at all. Um, the, uh, I, 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 yeah, the whole story is, is very weak. So weak. Um, I don't know. I just. Oh, fucking hell. This is this is what I was, I was talking about, is that there is nothing here that really makes any kind of sense. So, like, okay, first off... Okay, so if we look at the ending, right, the whole kind of thing of this character, he's supposed to be gay because he has these gay porno mags, right? And he's also supposed to get turned on by his sister because she tells him, she says like that he was wanking off while looking at her, and he kind of confirms that. Confusing. And then, 
<laughs> right? And then, right? And then he doesn't get turned on by her later on anyway. But he does get turned on by her dead body. Well, quote unquote, dead body. Um, and so he, if he can only get turned on by blood and violence or whatever, how come he then has those porn mags? How come he's wanking over uh, her as a kid? It's and just, then some. Yeah. It does none of it. Like, and, none, and these porn mags, by the way, they were just standard gay porn mags. I couldn't see anything that was particularly extreme about them. It's not like they were like these heavily BDSM underground torture mags or anything. They were just standard, just a bunch of naked guys with their cocks out. And it's like, so he's getting turned on by that. He's getting turned on by his sister, but he can't actually get a hard on when he actually gets to crack on with the sister. And apparently the only thing that gets him going is violence, but nothing that has happened before then seems to indicate this. It just, make it make sense, Matt. <laughs> but it can't it doesn't make sense also I'm sorry even in like the most underground backwards sort of <laughs> cultures ever not naming names or anything cops don't act like this like I don't I don't think they don't they like what, and, okay, what, what, I'm not what, saying beating and torture no I don't mean that okay so okay so first off okay I don't I don't think that cops anywhere torture to that extreme without being caught. I don't think that they take photos of suicide victims who were supposed to be under their responsibility and then show other people and laugh about it. Like, I know cops can be assholes, and again, I'm not getting into it. And they might not give a fuck a lot of the time. But I just feel like the lengths that... The, the, the kind of levels that these cops particularly go to, I just feel like that's just not... That wouldn't not happen. Not real. Okay. Do you think... I don't know. Yeah, really, yeah. I, 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 mm, I, I'm not I, saying I, that, I, like... I'm sure there are places where cops are absolutely... I mean, just maybe, complete, but... complete ales and will do I, some nasty, nasty maybe, stuff. Maybe, I don't know, maybe. But I just... I don't know. I just feel like if you are... I feel like even if you have dirty cops, there is still like an upline. And I feel like there is, you can brush as an upline, like a, I don't know, whatever, like you can brush some things under the carpet, but I feel like flat out torture where you're like smashing in someone's finger, like chipping off someone's fingernail and electrocuting their ball sack. I just feel like, that's mm. mm, a, quite well-known torture method within police like within poli I, like maybe I, I like know. maybe spies or the army or taliban or whatever but within like just city police <laughs> i don't think so i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't i don't want to know like, either yeah i don't want to know either yeah no one no one fact checkers on that one please i'm good with being ignorant on it um yeah, and then also as well, why does the sudden sister suddenly get involved with this I, whole I torture I, I murder get, of the parents? I mean, you can see her in the background going, no, 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 what's going on? Horrible, you know, this is horrible. Um, as the father rates his son with a dildo. Yeah, which is horrible. Which is hideous. And then later on, she's kind of watching as... Yeah, she's filming it all. As in Goya starts to take his revenge. Mm. Oh my god! Can we talk about that a little bit? I feel like we need to. Do I, I feel like I don't want to, do but I, I feel like we should. Do we have to talk about dildo cam? 
Uh, like, yeah, that for me, like, if I hadn't already checked out at fucking scat play. So he's anally raping his father with the same dildo, but instead he's put, like, what, barbed wire uh. around it and a camera. And then he strapped it onto his mother. That's right, he doesn't anally rape. No, he straps it onto his mum so she can anally rape her husband. And then they give you an inside shot. Which I just feel that's unnecessary. I just, I mean, get it. I, I don't need to see that. I'm laughing because this is so, so it's just, it's just sorry, you have to pointless oh, it's just it, I mean this is what I mean like it's just it's not scary it's not it's, okay it's disturbing to an extent but it's it's at this point it's just stupid mm. like I didn't get any of that visceral like I'm not like I'm not reacting to this in any way shape or form than i was reacting to a serbian film like i'm just like oh come on really what the actual f what oh all right right fine like that's my reaction a serbian film i was horrified i was crying i was do you know what i mean like all of that mm -hmm. this i'm just like come on now, dude now like, this is now it is, it is a question i would like to know right. what if you'd watch them in a different order. Oh, okay. Is this what you were going to ask me earlier? It, it isn't. Cause oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, I didn't. I didn't. Because I've had too much coming. wine, so I've kind of forgotten. <laughs> I just figured you were going to ask me which one, like I preferred. Um, but I, I will. Well, I will come out in the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come out in the scoring. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. Maybe. I, Hmm, that's a really good question. I I think, to be honest, maybe, like, the first stuff would have probably affected me a bit more. Mm -hmm. But I think just as the film goes on, and I'm just like, so this is the film? Yeah. You know? Like, I'm, I think I'd probably still feel kind of the same by the end of it. I just might have been a little bit more upset by the first bit. Okay. Does that make sense? But I think by the time we got here, I probably would just be like, well, I mean, obviously, because this is the fucking film, like, oh my gosh, like, why are we doing, why are we doing any of this? Like, this is, it's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, see, I mean, I've. Like, it should be like atrocious tagline, what the actual fuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would sell well with that tagline, I mean, honestly. I mean, I think that, but uh, unfortunately, for me personally, I think there are films, extreme films, which I have seen, which literally have even less of a story than this. Like what? Like uh, um, American Guinea Pig. Yeah, I've not seen that. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of extreme no, horror. No, I, and that's absolutely fine. I don't scope and, it out. And I'm not a fan either, but I always like to push my boundaries because I think I don't. Well, I don't like okay. it. Okay, well I, I do. <laughs> I, I like I like I like to see all I sorts of like everything do, in horror. Everything. Mm. 
I respect the fact that you do, but I just I think for me, just because I'm I'm just quite an emotional person. And I, I, I am too. But no, you're not. You're savage. I, I'm not. Maybe <laughs> a little bit hardened, but no, no, no. no I'm a so softy. Are we gonna be like? Are we gonna be going like drinking into our pints and saying, oh, "I no. fucking love you, man"? Oh my god, you're like my best friend. Can I is that? This is what's gonna happen. Right. Well, what, what I'm trying to say is like. Like with this, like uh, American guinea pig, they literally—it's yeah. just like pick up two girls, drug them, take them back, and then the film is just basically them just slowly cutting them open. Yeah. Like, uh, and that's the whole film. And I was just like, well, that's just utterly, utterly pointless. Yeah, yeah. Like, I th right. Th yeah, I think that's it. I don't mind extreme horror when there's a point when there's a story when we get something from it that's that's more than just shock value like i need more like i am quite happy to go through like a fucking ton of gore and rape and whatever if the payoff is there like rape revenge films as hard as they are i i don't want to say i enjoy them that's maybe like mm -hmm. a, the wrong yeah, way to yeah, no, use I, I get what you're saying yeah, yeah. But I, if we get that payoff, if we get that revenge, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm here for this. Because that's what you're there for. You have to go through that extreme to get to the, to the payoff. But there's no payoff here. There's no reason for it here. It's just brutality for brutality's sake. And that's what I don't have time for. Yeah. I, I, no? I, I will say that this has more to it than some of the other crap that I have seen. Yeah? Like, what, like guinea pig and stuff? Yeah. It, well, it, it, note it, to it, self, it, it, I'm not going to watch that. So, so I say again? <laughs> I said, note to self, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't, don't bother. Yeah. I, I, I thought this film was a pile of crap. However, I will give it some... It's not kudos because that's the wrong word. I will give it some merit for at least attempting to create a story of some form. Um, and I think, and I, I do think, how they've, um, you know, integrated the found footage element into the narrative mm, mm. was quite well done. But this is what I mean. This is I think this is also why it's so disappointing because you can see elements of potential in this film. You know, like yeah, like the finding the tapes. It's like almost like a like a like a game. You know, you find the tapes here and you go here and then you find the tapes yeah, here and yeah, you go yeah, here. I can see that. yeah, That's cool. Like this yeah, if you want to have it so it's like, you know, the police copper or whatever, he's like also, right, can I just ask, right? What when when was Goyo part of this whole experiment thing? Ugh. Like I get the sister, but at not any point did we get any kind of indication that he was being manipulated at all into doing these things. It seems like he was just going off his own bat, like, and then he, he just he, gets arrested. He wasn't. He was just being. Uh, I presume he was just being monitored. Is that? Uh, but the way that it it's, the way that it's, it sort of says it, it, is that it like it's. That's the whole thing. It, it doesn't. 
yeah also as well at the end this is the other thing as well things like little things like the fact that like Goyo ref like instantly recognizes the prostitute from the beginning in this photo where they have they you know they're dressed as male they're they they have facial hair it's completely out of context like i'm sorry but there's just no fucking way that you would put those two people together as the same person mm. and as well oh also there's this bit right where daniela the sister who he's apparently killed right and then it turns out oh no um she wasn't dead even though she was apparently acting dead the whole time you were fucking her as a corpse whatever fine and then um she but she's not dead big plot twist and you know and and not only is she not dead but she's now this savage badass fucking killer that's been like fucking rampaging everywhere as part of this fucking social whatever it is kind of project it was the worst plot twist so 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 called plot twist plot twist also as well right so the the bit where she comes in right and did you notice how the score just does this like clattering kind of kind of thing and it's like you know oh my god this whole reveal it's a surprise that would work if we could see her fucking face and we knew who the fuck this was that's what i'm saying it was like making out it's like it's a big you know plot reveal but it's just like uh, so it's a sister Oh, right. And it's like, oh, it's oh, your okay. sister. Oh, okay. I don't care. Like, I literally don't care. And then, oh, she's going to, like, fuck oh, him up. Oh, no. Oh, really? Oh, no. Because like, like I give a fuck. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just everything about 99.5% of this film just completely misses the mark for me. And the 0.5% where I think it could be good, they just completely bypass. Because apparently creating shock is more important than anything else. And I'm just, I just. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, <sighs> you I'm with you. I'm with you. Also, do you know what? On fucking effed up movies, right? Which is not where I watched it. I watched it legally. This has got, out of five, do you know what the score was? From people who viewed it? Probably about, what, out of five? Out of five. Probably about four, 4.5. Yeah, 4.1. How the fuck? Because I would imagine people who watch effed up movies, literally those kind of guys who just fine gals, who fine who just literally that's all they want. They all they want. I watched effed up movies, but I'm bleh. we'll see my score in a minute. Is there anything else that you want to talk about this? Um, I I, I, I didn't want to talk about the bit when they uh, Goya cuts off his dad's dick. Oh god! It, yeah, okay, and yeah. And leaves that kind of weird, weird crater. What the hell was that? <laughs> uh, so basically, what happens in this scene is that after he after he's forced his mum to anally rape and like sabotage his dad, then what? And we see that, you know, inside cam shot because yay. Um, then what he does is he chops off his dad's penis chops off his mum's breasts and then sews the dad's penis onto the mum's like labia area and then sews the mum's sews the mum's breasts onto the dad's chest Mm. no reason for it It, it's not as if do you know what i would understand it a little bit more 
if he was transgender and his dad was transphobic and his mum was transphobic yes, yes, exactly. and it, it was a bit of a fuck you kind of like representation or whatever but, but he's not he's, he's gay in fact he's not even probably gay he's just a necrophiliac yeah it makes again it makes no sense there's all these like crossed Little... metaphors yeah. that yeah, yeah. don't match up and they don't follow through they don't quite understand what they're just, yeah they don't understand what they're doing and that this is what I mean. Like, they just and the, and the, take these ideas and they fuck them up. The message is just... I don't, I don't know what the hell their message is. There's no message. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> no. no. Again, again, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. At least, least my extreme film had a story. I have a feeling that this is something that I'm not going to live down now. Brilliant. Um, Alright, so is there anything else that you want to talk about? Like, generally, um, is there... Is, is there anything else? Um, no. I mean, I mean, there's just various different scenes which we can talk about, but it's, you know, it's just... There's no real point. No. It just is, like this movie. Uh, really? No. Just like this just movie. Like this no real, no real fucking point. point. Right, what are your scores then, George Dawes? Oh, my scores. <sighs> I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Where did it get you 2? It, it gets a 2 for... I, I think, yeah, like I said before, I think the way they've integrated the fan f- footage into mm-hmm. the actual storyline, I thought it was smart-ish. Um, the fact that they did it on seven thousand dollars, fair yeah. play. I'll give them that. It's to its merit. It's to its um, merit. I'm sure there's going to be people who will be whacking off over this film and things that dog, hopefully not into a dissected bollocks, breast implant. Yeah, not for me. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know how messed up Mexico is, but I don't think it's this. I mean. <laughs> I would like to think it's not this messed well, up. Uh, the, no, at the, at the very beginning, he sort of said, uh, you know, the stats of murders. Oh, sorry. No, can we just, for that quote, can we get someone a little bit more reputable than fucking Rudy? Fucking, I can never pronounce his last name. Fucking Trump's lawyer. Oh, right. Like, if we're going to give credit to this film, maybe let's not give credit to him. Let me let's not use his fucking quotations as a way to give credit to this movie. Let's not. Yeah, don't give him any credit at all. No, no credit. Right. Absolute twat. <laughs> my my score, uh, my score is one. I've said one rainbow kisses out of ten, because that's alluding to the scene where he stabs up the stripper's vagina and then proceeds to go down on it. Oh, I see what you didn't there. Actually, yeah, mm. I. T- I, I actually gave it two bloody strap-ons out of ten. Nice. <laughs> One rainbow kisses, two rainbow strap-ons. And yeah, it's only because of the some, some of the better effects and the runtime. That's where it gets it. I just... Oh. Just... So, what, what did you give for Serbian? Oh, you gave Serbian film four. I gave it a four. You gave it a seven, so... No, and you know what? And I'll stand by that. No, what I mean is that, like, just, it's, I just, I, I honestly, two weeks ago, you could not have told me <laughs> that 
that I would be, at least in such close succession, be talking about a film that, like, you think it's yeah, even I, pre I prefer a Serbian film. There you go. Like, quote that. I never fucking thought I'd say it, but at least that one had story. It, 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 it did. It did. Good cinematography. It did. Good acting. It did. Good score. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Oh, one last thing. The sound design on this, considering the director is apparently a sound fucking technician. Yeah, no. Appalling. Actually appalling. Yeah. I just, oh my goodness. I can't. Right, we're done. This is we it. I'm not fucking talking about this film anymore. Guess what? I what? can't wait for August Extreme next year. Oh, I hate you so much right now. I fucking hate you so much right now. Right, shall we talk about what we got coming up? What have we got coming up? So... Stupid Cunt September. Stupid Cunt September. Starring... Starring... Our, our first guest host. Do you want to announce? Our first guest host is a good friend... Wait, 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 wait. Let me do a drum roll. Wait, do you do your little spiel and then I'll do a drum roll and then you say his name. And... It's so our good friend... Our good friend... Jamie McCauley. Oh, I was doing a little drum roll. I thought you were going to give oh. him a bit of a... Our good friend, listener of the show, oh. Bellend, but you love him. All right. Drum roll. Let's start afresh. Jamie McCauley. No, I'm not cutting it okay. out. Um, so, anyway, yes, Jamie McCauley. Jamie McCauley, who was going to be a part of this podcast, decided to sack us off because he couldn't be asked. Um... <laughs> So yeah, so Jamie McCauley, uh, he listens to many podcasts and converses on many uh, forums and pages on Facebook. He should be joining us and he has given us two films that he has chosen. Yeah. Kate, he's yes. tell us those films. So for pre-2000, he has selected Dawn of the Dead. That's an absolute... Which, which one? Which one are we talking? What do you mean? Oh, what? oh right. I'm, what? I'm pushing in the bus for a joke. Oh. The original Dawn of the Sorry. Dead, isn't it? Yeah, well, the other one's from 2004. So I know, that's why I was testing that. you, pushing in the bus. <sighs> right, and then the second one is, which is from post 2000, which I'm so fucking excited about, and it's also 2004, and it's a bit of a two-parter because you've got Dawn of the Dead, and then we've got... Shaun of the Dead! Mm -hmm. I'm so excited! And it's basically just the whole show of that half is going to be us just firing back quotes back and forth because, and you know what? I won't even have to watch the movie. I won't even have to write notes. I fucking know that movie inside out. It's a fucking classic. I know I'm spilling my guts on here already. I don't give a fuck. It's awesome. That was a slight outburst. I'm so excited. I've been keeping it in and I haven't been able to tell people and I'm keep, I've been keeping it in and I'm so excited. <sighs> But to be fair, I don't think I need to watch it either. <laughs> Which is also a bonus. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw it beginning of this year and middle of last I've year. I've just watched it so many times. Like, I know that film inside out. I fucking love it. I, I'm, oh, I'm so excited. I hate I hate it. I hate it. No, I you don't. Hate it, no, you don't. You it. fucking love it. We've even chatted about it. Like, we've chatted about it before. Before we even had this podcast, we've chatted about it. We love it. And I don't. I don't care who knows it. You can actually sense your smile. I'm so happy. Ah, <laughs> oh, so thanks, Jamie. Yeah. I will always love you for that. 
Good happiness. choice. And thankfully, it's not the happiness of the Katakuras. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think you know how close it was to coming to uh, Well, no, I, I, I would have flatly refused. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, no, you know would what? you, right, okay, if you had seen Atrocious before, would you have flat out refused? You know what, I hated the happiness of Katakuras even more. I just thought it was just... Wow, really? Yeah, utterly, utterly pointless. I, did, I didn't find it funny. Just everything about it was just boring. I hate, wow. hated it. At least, at least wow. Atrocious was... Was what? Was nothing. Uh, what? Well, at least it had some atrocities to make me at least, I don't know, be angry or something. But happiness, Katakura is nah. Nah. Absolutely, absolutely nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you make that noise before. Do it again. Nah. <laughs> All right, cool. So. Real quick, shout out. So first off, we did mention this at the beginning, but we have got Fright Fest coming up this weekend. Whoop, whoop. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so we'll be doing a live stream of that at some point. Won't matter now because you'll be listening to it after the fact. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed it if you tuned in. Probably not. Probably just be you and me chatting to nobody. Um, second of all, I don't think I mentioned this last time because I don't think it was out. No, in fact, it wasn't. My 2012 entry for the summer series is now live, has been for just over a week. Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to the people who I co-hosted with on that episode. The gorgeous, as we've mentioned before, Jamie J. Sammons. Much love to you. The, oh, we've also mentioned him on the show, Gary Hill. Fucking white people. <laughs> 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 Listen to the episode to find out the context of that, that saying. Um, the wonderful Dave Z, who uh, is... Generally, everyone should just listen to his show. Oh, anyway. I love Dave, Dave Z. Just Dave listen Z's... to the way he just... Yeah. Oh, Joe Pesci in vocal form. He sounds exactly like Joe Pesci and we love him for it. And he's so smart and knows so much. Mm. And sure. yeah, and he does listen to the show. So big shout out to Dave. And then lastly, but not leastly, is Duncan McLeish, who um, oh, won't yeah. do this. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but we also love and um, has been a big supporter of this show and um, obviously hosts and runs and manages and fucking does everything for the summer series and dear god what a world of work that is so um show him some love go listen to the show Sh go show me some love and listen to the fucking show and um there'll be another one dropping in the next month or so for 2019 which i'm on also with jamie j sammons and also duncan but not dave and gary um they are doing other things um but yeah so that was fun and really cool and i think people will like it anything you want to shout out to matt uh there is actually uh, i'm just trying to find it you <laughs> need to talk a little bit longer keep going oh sorry did i not talk long enough For... no did i not talk long enough oh. wow uh, no it was it was basically um oh god i can't find it now oh hell Oh, Matt, do you need me to talk for a long Yes, dog? please. Just do you? Yes, please. Talk about something else. Got, got nothing to say. Oh, don't say that. Oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. It is the big shout out to Josh Gastronomicon Myers. Of course. Fuck my life. Josh, I'm sorry. Kate, Kate, Kate. I know. I... Oh, I feel bad now. Josh is an absolute don. Josh is a don. 
Uh, he's been really active. He hasn't been been active on social media for, for a while, but it's suddenly got just back... because he's not been on social media. But he's got back on on onto it again, and uh, new list, listeners to the show, and uh, yeah, big props to him. Yeah, he's been very vocal. I mean, anyone who knows Josh knows what an enthusiastic guy he is. I mean, basically, Josh is me in bloke American form. And, like, me and him have been vibing for fucking years. Like, me and him message all the fucking time. Me and his missus, uh, like, message and, like, all of this. And he's just... He is such a lovely, Halloween-loving, spooky fellow, awesome guy. And I'm so glad that he's into the show because... um, I know that he will be a valued member of the of the Facebook page. Absolutely, and the fact and the good. fact he gave me gave me Bill <laughs> Bill yes. Bill Nyeness. big props. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. He said that you have a Bill Nyeness about you, which I, fucking hell, it's far nicer and it's than weird, anything I'd say about you. Listening back to myself, I think, oh my god, he's almost right. <laughs> well, funnily enough, because Bill Nye is in Shaun the Dead. Mm. Look at that yeah. coming round full circle. So there we go. So big. You will have to do all of the 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 um, Bill Nighy quotes from it. Oh no! God, do I? <laughs> yeah, I suppose it will be. What the hell? That was such a Bill Nighy moment as well. Then we. Oh no! I felt like that was a Bill Nighy bit. <laughs> just, just run it under a cold tap. It will be fine. Oh my god, all the quotes, oh, I'm so excited. Alright, cool. Anything else? Any other shout outs or are we good? I think we're good. Are we good? Alright, lovely jabbly. Um, cool, so shall I do you're gonna want me to do the bits, aren't you? I've got none to hand. Oh, oh good job I do. So <laughs> um you can listen to us wherever you're listening to us right now, obviously. If you want to recommend us to anyone else or just try your hand at anywhere a little bit different, we are also on Apple. Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, all Radio Public. And then if you would like to interact with us on a more personal level, nothing creepy, promise. Uh, Well, maybe a little bit, but you'll like it. Um, We've got the Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com. Wait, yes, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Edenism pod, which is just Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Minds podcast in acronym form. And then we've got the Instagram page, which is at edonism underscore podcast. And then if you'd like to email us, it is edspotlessminds at gmail.com. Ta-da! Awesome. Well done. Yeah. Well done. All right. Nice. Cool. Well, that, I think, is everything for this show. We will probably see you on Saturday. No, this episode will have been out. We'll see you next time of Stupid Cunt September. (laughs) featuring jamie mccauley yeah and by next time we will have met <laughs> we'll have met in real life and everything it's awesome in itself it's so cool how long have you and i been friends for like four years like that, yeah. three years something like a good long while anyway yeah absolutely so oh my god four years meet up and have some drinks and <laughs> watch some movies <laughs> not have a get Chat- have a gangbang with rob <laughs> not have a no definitely not definitely not no i ain't shaving for that um (laughs) i've got to stop drinking so much on an empty stomach um all right cool well i will see you on saturday we will see our listeners next time see you next time
Good night. Good night. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.